in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited! <laughs> Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it is Monday, December 12th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu for all your UofL College of Business news and notes. We're here from 3 to 6 today on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. A lot of times we come in here on Mondays and we're like, man, it's been a tough job to do on Mondays. It's the reaction show. You're, oh my God, Trevor, you shaved again. I, I just now, I, I just, I just now looked. I didn't, yeah, I did not look at you when you when you've been sitting over there. You just shaved again. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. It hadn't gotten that long though. It hadn't, but I, I, I'm thrown off. I don't know what. Things are finally going well. What are you doing? What, what do you mean? The good karma's on our side. Brahms back. Women's basketball's beating UK. Volleyball's in the final four. Football's doing great things. Men's basketball's doing men's basketball stuff. We got we have good vibes going here. That's what I was leading into. <laughs> the, li- was, the Lions and the Eagles basketball team have just switched places. Like the Lions Friday. and the Eagles are rolling. This is don't mess with a don't don't yeah, but I had shave I, with a winning streak. But I don't know when I stopped. But I shaved it after a streak ended. Well, the Eagles went. When uh, did you shave? Originally, I, I finally shaved it off, but the Eagles got the first. No, this loss. this iteration. What, what, what I'm looking at right now. When when did this happen? Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Okay, Saturday. okay, okay. I, I'm good with that. Yeah, no, I did it before they beat the before we won I did volleyball and we beat UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, okay, yeah. I take it all back. We've got plenty of good things to talk about. But I did it after I think the FSU game. Eh, that's fine. I mean, what, <laughs> men's basketball. There's nothing we can do to save this. If, if you can't complete an inbounds pass to start a second half, look, we'll, we'll get there. Then we're. Then I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. We'll mention the men's basketball team because we're contractually obligated. But other than that, we have a lot of fun things to talk about today. A lot of times we come in here on Mondays. It's the reaction show. And the weekend, since, I mean, since we've been doing this show a year and a half ago, has been more unkind to us than kind over these 17, 18 months. But every now and then you have Mondays like this. Where you can get into, oh, I don't know, Jeff Brom hitting the ground running, sounding like, feeling like a first, uh, pretty damn good first week on the job. Not even a first week. I mean, a week ago, we were reacting to Scott Satterfield taking the job at Cincinnati, which was still, I mean, it's, God, it's hard to believe that's only been a week, but that was last Monday. That was what the entire show was about. Is Brom going to come? It sounds like he is. What are we going to do? And in the four days that Jeff Brom has had the job officially, he's made some waves. And we're going to talk about that. We had, Volleyball on Saturday, 
I was in the house. It was incredible. It was one of the best environments you're ever going to experience. Now we've got a Final Four match coming up on Thursday night against Pitt. Did Pop- I notice, were you with Patrick as well? Patrick came down after the first set. Patrick texted mm. me and was like, are you here? And I was like, yeah, we're in 109. He's like, I may try to come out down after the first set. Then he was like, do you have any of the kids with you? Because his girlfriend wants to be like a, a babysitter. She's like, is obsessed with the kids. And I'm like, Virginia's here. He's like, okay. That, like, that was what pro- – he didn't care about seeing me, didn't care about meeting Mary. He just wanted to make sure that we had at least one of the kids with us. But we had two open seats in front of us, so he and Jenna, who's the doll? She's, she's fantastic. Patrick did well for himself. Um, completely outkicked his coverage, which I hear a lot, so I finally get to say to somebody else. Um, I've been saying it my whole life to myself. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> they sat in front of us for the, the rest of the match, and that was, it was fun. It was, it, was, it was cool to see them. I'm a little jealous. I mean, I've been working the show with you for – Two years, and you usually just ghost me anytime I want to hang out, including work uh, work parties. And then here you are. His kid's been interning with us for like a month. You're already double dating the UFL volleyball games with him. I, I didn't know he was going to the oh, game. Oh, yeah, whatever. You okay. could have come to the game, too. Uh, we'll talk about that. that. That was a whole lot of fun. I'm excited for this week. I think it's going to be up last. Taking on a pit team that Louisville's played twice. They split with them in the regular season. Suck at Greer. Suck at, suck at Greer. Uh, we will we'll discuss that. Women's basketball yesterday. Getting it done for a sixth straight time against Kentucky. Look, we don't lose basketball games to Kentucky. We haven't lost. We haven't lost to them in men's or women's basketball since, like, I don't know, Vietnam War was going on. It certainly was pre-COVID. I can tell you that. I'm much. pretty sure it was World War One. Actually, it may have been World War One. It was back when the back when Louisville bas- men's basketball was setting records. Uh, 40-41, uh, somewhere around there. Thirty-seven. We had a new record of the weekend. Uh, will that streak continue on the thirty-first? Who knows. We'll, we'll talk about I that. didn't even realize we played UK and women's until after the game was over. Well, we did, and we won. I know. I saw. I was, I was like, wait, what is this? We'll talk Woo! about that. We've got uh, you know men's basketball. Look, I don't even care about what happened on Saturday. We'll talk about it because we have to. It's Florida A&M week, baby. It's Cardmageddon on Saturday. All eyes on Florida A&M. The Rattlers are coming to town. And, ooh, oh, they're shaking. They don't want any part of this 0-10 team or soon-to-be 0-10 team after Wednesday night, probably. We'll talk about that. Fenway Bowl week is all happening. We've got stuff to talk about on that front. Um, more reaction to, to Friday's depth chart and a couple of other things that happened over the weekend. But I start with this, TK. How was your weekend? You heard about a little bit about my weekend. How was your weekend? Uh, not too bad. Has ups and downs, obviously. Ebbs and flows. Eagles won. Eagles won. Got Your me into my won. fantasy playoffs. I did, I did decently okay on, on the... Gambling on Saturday looked a lot like the Louisville basketball team on Sunday's gambling card, but that's okay. I uh, missed, missed a lot, including I did go, I did bet against your Lions, unfortunately. Oh, you made a mistake. I know. They're I the know. first five and seven team to ever be favored over a 10 and two team in NFL history <laughs> for a reason, my friend. They, I, I, listen, I you can't I, lose. I, I should have known better. I should have, like, set myself down, like, you know, George Smiley and been like, you know, listen, buddy. You know, the Lions are good enough. They are smart. They're, enough. they're smart enough. And damn, damn it, they're going to beat the Vikings. Doggone it. Doggone People it. like them. <laughs> they do. I like that. Listen, I was trying to, you. I was more on Dan Campbell's bandwagon for the season than you were. Well, not to mention. I to t- be fair, we still have a losing record. It's semantics, man. Come on, man. Why you, why you got nitpicking? We're rolling. Why you got nitpicking things, man? We're going to the playoffs. I mean, you haven't lost since, you, since we beat you in week one, have you? Well, <laughs> a damn Thanksgiving game. Our only loss in a month and a half. Should have won that. I mean, I told you before the season, your offense was going to be clicking. Offense, all, all you had to do is get. I mean, DJ Shark once he's on the, on the field can be explosive. You got Jameson Williams back. You're being led by one of the maybe the greatest offensive minds, east of the born east of the Mississippi in the last century, and Deuce Staley. 
I mean, it's it's all it's all coming together. Aaron, obviously, uh, Glenn's doing a good job with that defense, especially switching from formations from last year to this year. It's getting healthy. It's improving. Dickens coming around, baby. He's okay when he's like he get, he does give up more seventy yard touchdowns well, than any coach I've ever seen in my life. He's made progress because you don't have a lot of talent to work with on that defense. They're not great. They, they're not as bad as they were at the beginning. Of this <laughs> no, but they have they have gotten better. And you know what? Then on, on on my side of things, there's nothing that brings me somewhat with a more smile than just manhandling the Giants and putting them in their place and making them realize, no, 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 no. You you don't get a table. You don't get a seat at the big boys table just yet. Take your little record, your little, little easy be beating people that are zero and twelve records. And go go sit at the kiddies table. You don't even get your own role there. I like that. So have a seat, and then we stepped up. We're gonna meet you in NFC title game. I like that. Well, Eagles Lions NFC title game Philly. Are we going? Yes. <laughs> is this a? I'm gonna tell them yes, and then when the day comes, I'm gonna like not answer my phone. Yes, or is this yes? There's probably no chance it's not gonna happen, so the I'll ladder. tell them yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> We mentioned on, on um, what was it? I guess Thursday show about the the good karma. Greg Fisher yeah. going to meet the Dalai Lama, giving him a card's jersey. The good karma it continued on Friday. I got a text from uh, Brandeis Law School's finals, Patrick Smith. If, if you're listening, love you, Pat. He was like, you got to see this this new announcement. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. First time we've mentioned them on the show. They made they they said they used this phrase. Important announcement on Friday. We're designating the Northern Cardinal as the best holiday season bird. It just makes sense, and we won't be taking any questions at this time. Thank you. The Cardinal, official bird of the holidays. Is there, is there a Southern Cardinal? Who cares? Okay. All I know is we're rolling. Like the, the good karma is flowing. It was a great weekend. I mean, we had a fantastic time at the volleyball game. Went and did some Christmas light looking last night. Now everything kind of shifted this morning. And I, I, I don't know if it portends bad things for, this, for the rest of this week, but I got the notification. My card's been hacked. Debit card got hacked. You get more second I mean, time this year. Where do you shop at that cause? I don't know. Is the thing I don't. I don't know. Because if going anyone on. shops at more devious places, it's probably me. I've got no idea like what the issue is, but it's also one of those deals. Like it used to be, because this happened to me several years ago too, and it used to be so easy. It was like check which one of these like purchases is not was not made by you, and I check it, and then somebody would get back to me like an hour hour later and be like, okay, we've, we've looked into this, it's fine. And now it takes like seven hours. And it tells you in the email when they're like, we canceled your card. Call this number if you have more charges to dispute. Bear in mind, you may be waiting for a very long time. And, like, the last time I did it, the guy did not speak any English, which you try to work with them. But he was, like, could not figure out which charges I had. It took legitimately three hours. It was so bad that, like, I was – I went and looked at the other charges that had been not made by me. And I was like, if it's just one charge for, like, 75 bucks, I might just eat that. It might be worth three hours of my time to just not dispute the rest of the charge. But it's a bunch from California for like a hundred dollars each. It was like it's like a total of seven hundred bucks. So I'm gonna have to deal with that. Not fun. And then we have John had his uh, one year checkup at the doctor, and first of all, he gets up way too early today. I'm like, this is the timing's terrible. The time it's gonna be right at nap time. He's gonna lose it. I believe unless he's mine now. Mary had a big <laughs> work meeting, so I had to take him solo, and like it, it, it was terrible. He. <laughs> he flips out before the shots, like flips out because he's, he's so tired. He's just he's going nuts. Didn't want the doctor to check him, and then I know he's got to get four shots this time. Ooh. And so the doctor's like, "Ooh, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like uh, they'll be in in a second. And I'm sitting there, and after a while, I'm like, "This is taking a long time." Usually the nurse comes in at like right after the doctor leaves, gives the shots, and then we're out of here. And it's been like I, I know they're busy today, but it's been like 
25 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to give it another 10. It's, it's a total of 35 minutes. He falls asleep because he's so tired. And I have to go out there. And I'm like, hey, just making sure you guys didn't forget about me. And the lady's like, oh, I'm, I totally forgot about you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, I've helped like five patients into their rooms and talked to somebody on the phone for a long time since, since I was supposed to be in there. I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, I felt like it was a long. I've been here two and a half hours for a bleeping checkup. And uh, so that was my that was like my entire day. I get home at 1.30. I've got to come in here to do uh, the commercial shoot. Like it was, I, I got nothing done today. John was a com- complete disaster the entire time. Gets the four shots. He's more mad about being woken up than I think he is about the shots. It was just a, th- the vibe started off wrong for the week. But the weekend was fantastic. I mean, it sounds a lot like my day so far today. Got four shots? Well, or you just woke up thirty minutes before you got here? No, I mean I woke up around nine to pee, and then I, I guess I forgot I turned off my alarm or something. So about two seventeen, two twenty this morning, uh, or this afternoon, just not too long ago, Khaleesi starts licking my face. I guess she wanted something, mm. and if she mm. hadn't, you might be like, "Where's Trevor at today?" You've been, you've been still I was out cold. One of those just I'm in a comfortable, perfect sleeping mood. Like I was like in that perfect spot in the bed where I just I, just, I, I didn't want to get up. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to be here. <laughs> if it were up to me, you could have stayed home. I kind of, I kind of feel like John at the doctor's office. Like, just leave me alone. He, that's what he wanted. That's all I wanted. Just, I just, he was I don't want to be here. My right arm's like. I like to, being here, but you know, my right arm's like about to fall off. I mean, those uncomfortable chairs. I like, can't like rest it on anything. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta get up. I gotta figure out what's going on here. But we come in here today, and look, we could start the show on in any sort of number of global topics because a lot of good things happened over the weekend, and again, also men's basketball team played, uh, but. I think we need to start with Brom. I think we need to, it's the I hot think Brom story. is everything this rest of this winter and going into the season, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get to volleyball next, but Jeff Brom's big first weekend. And again, like it's hard to keep everything's happened so fast. It's kind of hard to keep track of the timeline. I can't remember what things happened on Saturday, what things happened on Friday, what things we didn't get to talk about. I'm talking to my mind. I mean, yeah, that's kind of been me lately too, but even more so right now. The big news of Friday, I believe, was, and this is no small thing because we've talked about the defense losing a lot of key parts from uh, a unit that was wound up being pretty good this year, especially at the linebacker position. But on Friday, we found out, and this is, we, I think we talked about the buzz, Ben Perry officially out of the transfer portal. Like my understanding on, on Thursday when Brom got hired was he's going to play in the bowl game and then kind of see what happens from there, but he's going to keep his name in the portal. Now he's out of the portal. He's playing for the cards in the bowl game. He's back. He's he's all in. That's a huge win for Jeff Brom. Ben Perry, the highest rated recruit in the class three years ago, played a little bit as a redshirt freshman two seasons ago, started nine games this year and made a huge impact on defense. That's a, a gigantic first win for Jeff Brom. I mean, he was the most productive player that you were losing in the transfer portal. Luke Kandra may have a claim for that title. He's going to Cincinnati. Outside of that, I know you've like the number of players in the portal is kind of catches your eye. I think it's ten now with Perry out, but you're not losing a whole lot of key contributors, which is the big thing. That's a, a gigantic win for Jeff Brom. And then a whole lot of talk about look, he's gonna lose some guys from this current recruiting class. Who's he going to replace them with? Oh, I don't know. Micah Carter, say next star. Didn't even consider Louisville coming out of high school. He flips from from Purdue on Saturday. And then yesterday, we get news that Sadiq Clemens, uh, who's a Henderson County prospect uh, product, another Kentucky boy, one of the other highest-rated players in Purdue's class, he's coming to Louisville as well on the defensive line. Big time gets on the defensive side of the ball for Jeff Brom. 
let me get this straight. Stop me if I'm wrong. And so in a weekend, he's gotten as much local talent to come here as Satterfield did in four years. Pretty much. Okay, just making sure. Go That's on. pretty much what happened. And then, <laughs> so we knew on Saturday that Callie Jeff was making his move out to the West Coast. He's going to go watch the St. John Bosco boys win a state title. He's going to try to. Pause on a nickname there. I like it. Well, I was, I was thinking, what, I, was, I was trying to think of what we call it, Satterfield. <laughs> Callie Scott. Callie, it's Callie Jeff now. Jeff Brom knows how to party. It's not Jeff Spicoli, baby. It's the, it's the Jeff Brom in, in, the city, in the West Coast. The city of Brompton. <laughs> the city of good old Jeff. Uh, he was out. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was out there so on Saturday watching St. John Bosco win a state title, 45 nothing, And somebody people alerted me. This was like really early. In, I don't know why I was still up this late, but people were like, Message me on Instagram saying, Pierce Clarkson, they've won the state title. He's on IG Live. He's he's talking about Louisville a little bit. Maybe check this out. And somebody sent me a clip. It, it, Clarkson didn't share it himself. He didn't share it publicly, but it, it was it was still live out there. Somebody managed to screen capture it. He's going around. He's on IG Live. He's got his phone out. And somebody comes, some like older guy comes up to him and is just like having a conversation. And he's like, hey, man, where are you going to go to college? Have you decided yet? And he's like, I'm going to Louisville, baby. Going to Louisville. And at one point, he sees Jeff Brom, and he's like, I got to go talk to my coach real quick and turns the phone off. And I'm thinking, this sounds good, but also you see kids get caught up in the moment sometimes. Maybe this is just him on the high of winning a state title. Maybe this is is not going to wind up being that way. But I do tweet out the next morning, for what it's worth, Pierce Clarkson says on IG Live, said on IG Live last night after being asked about it, his college decision that he's going to go to Louisville. And his dad retweets it with the eyeball emojis and then tweets a picture of his kid with Jeff Brom, and it's like, now that's how you recruit. And I was like, oh, oh, it's on. So we haven't heard anything from the definitive from the other three St. John Bosco kids, but it certainly sounds like Pierce Clarkson is all in with Louisville. Like he reaffirms it. He had a couple of other tweets yesterday. His dad's talking about, like, we had those billboards up for a reason. It's not just about Satterfield. It wasn't about Satterfield. I mean, we knew his dad did not think highly of Satterfield based on the throwing a person out of a helicopter by a, a rope tweet after Satterfield left the, the Scarface clip that he put out there. And now he's saying that's how you recruit to Jeff Brom. He also, I mean, he, he made mention of some, some UK fan got in his mentions and was like, so you're already this sold on this guy after two days? Pierce Clarkson had an offer from Purdue. Like, like that was a big thing after we had offered him. People got nervous because Jeff swooped in and was like, I'm, I'm offering him too. So there's, there was already a pre-existing relationship between Steve Clarkson, Pierce Clarkson, and Jeff Brom. It wasn't like it was his first time. But it certainly sounds like, and Jeff was, wasn't out there alone. Pete Nocta was out there as well. He took some pictures, which I think bodes well for the idea of Nocta hanging on the staff. But it sounds like everything out there in California couldn't have gone better. Couldn't have gone better. Which, again, in four days, Jeff Brom now, it sounds like shores up his star recruit at the quarterback position. Potentially gets the other three kids to go along with him, including DeAndre Moore, who might be the best wide receiver in the class. Flips two of his best players from Purdue, who are on the defensive side of the ball, who help you out significantly. Gets one of your best defensive players, who had entered the portal, to come back. Not a bad start for Jeff Brom on the job. I feel like Tom Hanks, when uh, what's-her-name shows back up for Game 7 of the uh, of the World Series, and he just looks at Stillwell. 
We're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. I've got that clip ready for the Florida. First of all, maybe Tom Hanks' is best win. comedic performance in that movie. We're and gonna second, win. We're gonna win. I got him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scenes. You have nothing else to respond to. <laughs> this is your boy. That's that's I mean, I'm i it's Jeff Brown making plays. What, 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 I mean, the only thing I can do to respond other than sending cocky is what I've been telling you people. Y'all, y'all have been making fun of me for a year or so. Oh, he wants Brom home. Come on aboard. Board the, the Brom bandwagon, everybody. There's plenty of room. Well, I mean, I think I, I don't think people have been making fun of you. I think most people wanted Brom. Yeah, they do. Make fun of me all the time. Maybe it's just not for the Brom thing. Not, maybe not for the Brom <laughs> thing. Maybe just for other stuff. Uh, William Foles, by the way, who is that? We mentioned DeAndre Moore being in the class. William Foles is the other highly touted wide receiver who's committed to Louisville. He's been tweeting out some positive stuff about Brom since he got hired, and now he just uh, confirmed that he will take his second official visit to U of L this weekend. So you're gonna have some visitors on campus. Nice to get them in here before National Signing Day, which now is, I think, a week from Wednesday. Very curious to see still how many of these highly touted kids that remain committed to UofL are you going to be able to get to sign on the dotted line? Do you get DeAndre Moore? Madden Sanker sounds like he's locked in. Do you get Aaron Williams from out there at St. John Bosco? Who else are you going to be able to, to keep home? And who else do you maybe flip is from, any other from pictures Purdue or other with, with Jeff other than in Pierce? I mean, is, he with, is, is there anything on DeAndre's? There was a picture uh, of DeAndre Moore G. after scoring a touchdown with a hooded Jeff Brom looking on and smiling in the background. <laughs> I don't know if it means anything, but I liked it. I, I liked that he had the hoodie up, too, out there at yeah, California. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the cool look. Hoodie, that's Cali Jeff being Cali Jeff. That's just Cali Jeff, baby. That's just Brompton. That's just doing what he's doing. Cali hangs. He likes cargo shorts. Okay, well, <laughs> does he? I don't think he does. <laughs> I do. Uh, but it was a, a good weekend for Jeff Brom. I, I think that there's no other way around it. Now, you, you didn't lose any other players in this class. You lost one transfer to Cincinnati. Um, you, again, Pierce Clarkson, even if he doesn't wind up being a fantastic quarterback, getting him, it still speaks volumes. This is a kid with a lot of, uh, I think, cachet attached to his name. It also is probably going to help you fill out the rest of this recruiting class. And it's just nice to go in there and get a kid who was clearly all in with Louisville before Scott Satterfield got fired. It sends a message. It sends a message that, look, it's not about the head coach. If it was, I'm clearly a better fit. I'm clearly more um, of a, a player's coach than that guy was. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just it feels like the vibes around the football program are just. I like to see he's right. seen Arab's ways opposed to when he made the statement about you know I'm here for the staff only and yada yada yada. We didn't say that. He's he said the only thing that could get him to think about changing his commitment was if there was a coaching change. He made something about I'm like committed completely to Satterfield or something because it was a statement. I remember you made when we were at the Harlow kickball thing that the kick kickball thing that made me kind of get a little worried. That that was the only time that he talked about it. He yeah. said the the only thing that could re- make him rethink his commitment was if there was a coaching change. And he sounds like he did rethink it. I mean, he took the U of L stuff out of the bio, but now Jeff Brown made him re rethink it, and that's good. That's we're back. Pierce should just called me. I would have told you it been it was going to be all good. Uh. <laughs> gonna be chill man come on you're 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 a west coast kid bitch you know i'm down with that i've watched saved by the bell i'm gonna see you at the galleria we're gonna we can it's gonna, it's gonna be chill according to rivals uh the, the schools that pushed the hardest for clarkson last week after the news of satterfield broke were arizona state and ucla but jeff flying to california over the weekend with a handful of assistants 
he now remains, according to the Rivals folks, locked in with the Cardinals, which they say could also be good news for the rest of the Bosco players that are committed to Louisville as things look locked in again as others come after them. So, again, as we now nine days away from the early signing day, it all sounds good. Now we've got the Fenway Bowl coming up on Saturday, which almost feels like an afterthought at this point. Before we move into that, is there any more talk um, in the transfer portal with Louisville linked to anybody? Outside of the Austin Reed and, and Stephen Heron? Yes. Not really. Okay. Didn't know if anything else popped up over the weekend. I didn't notice. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't on Twitter much this weekend. That's fine. The big news locally is... I stayed off the social media. And you're not going to like this. I don't like it. Uh, Devin Leary's going to visit UK this weekend. I don't like that. Well, you know, it just... You get to kill his dreams one more year at a different new school. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, but the Fenway Bowl coming up on Saturday, and... We'll talk more about it. I think Keith Keith wins off um, off work this week, so he may come in again one day this this week to co-host the show. He'll have more extended thoughts than I have. My only thought is this for the whole game. And I, I tweeted this out. I know I said it on Friday as well, so I'm repeating myself. I'm going to act like this is the biggest deal in the world if we win. I'm going to tweet stuff about Cincinnati. I'm going to tweet about the keg. I'm going to tweet about how all the vibes around the football program are right and – this is the most optimistic that we've felt about football for a long, long time. And suck at Cincinnati and things of that nature. If we lose... They're never going to steamboat again. Yeah. If we lose, I'm going to act like I didn't even like watch the game. Like, like who cares? It, we're on to Brom. This was, <laughs> this was the last Satterfield game. It's a new era now. Who? I mean, it's a, it's a bolt. We had like five guys who didn't even play. Who cares, Are, are you right? going to do the one where you're going to tweet and be like, oh, that was today? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, the Florida A&M basketball game starts at 2. If we're getting blown out in the fourth quarter and be like, you know what, I'm, fo- I'm focusing on the basketball game. Second we half. might get a win here. Yeah. I oh, you talking about football. I was getting around. You said the fourth quarter. I was thinking you meant the basketball game. No, if we're getting blown out, if we're like losing handily in the fourth quarter of the bowl game, I'm going to be like, basketball game. The bowl game is up like 11, right? 11. Yeah. Basketball game starts at 2. Ugh, 11 a.m. for a bowl game. It's And it's too early. It's so I early. Mean, it's like, what are you doing to me, people? I didn't even know we were playing. I, I, like, I, I didn't think bowl games started this early. I didn't think they started before Christmas. So I'm not even paying attention. I, I saw Fenway. I thought, I thought it was a Red Sox exhibition match. You know, I mean, Cincinnati, I can't even really get hyped up for an AAC opponent. Like, that's what I'm going to do. It's, <laughs> and I'm admitting this five days before the game. I, I'm telling you right now exactly how I'm going to treat this. But if we win, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the hell out of it. It's going to be great. I, I think you go for it. Malik Cunningham not playing. Yeah. That becomes a thing where, again, if you win, we beat you without our quarterback. Up, you up our and if you lose, we didn't have Malik Cunningham. We beat you without our quarterback. Yeah, it was the, what was it? Was it the Gator Bowl with Hunter, uh, Hunter Cantwell? Yeah, it was kind of the same thing going in the Virginia Tech game. And we will, I mean, all the stats feel like we all roll our eyes at because he hasn't won enough here. I mean, it's blaming the game on If we Vic lose, we, we're, like, we're like, he's the first He's doing things that only Lamar Jackson has done before. He's our all-time leader. In, he's second in total yards, all-time leader in touchdowns. How are we supposed to beat anybody without this guy? And then you see fans will cry, and it's going to be great. I don't know if they'll cry. Oh, they'll cry. Might go for the knife, but the shiv. Are you going to be okay? I got a bad cough still. Oh, man, come on. I need the cough button in here. I don't have it. We can have it on Wednesday. I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot in the air. We, I think we have to do the show from uh, OG on Wednesday. <sighs> Why? There's some, well, mainly because Louisville baseball. What do they have going on? A game. And what? Sports. Ba- baseball doesn't start till February. There's something on Louisville baseball Wednesday, I think, I saw. 
Are you sure it wasn't some other sport that is in season? <laughs> Baseball doesn't play right. It's December. Anyways, we'll figure it oh, out. Oh, no, it's women's bad. That's what it was. I was going to say. <laughs> same thing. Baseball's kicking off on December 15th. Uh, I don't know. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little volleyball. Danny Buspum, Kelly, and the cards. Oh, give me a Once read. Once again, two victories away from a national title. But before we do that, reminding you about our guys over at AirServe, if you have heating problems this winter, Probably going to happen. Maybe an old uh, heating system. It's about to get super, super cold coming up these next couple of weeks. AirServe's the only place locally that's going to have technicians available for you 24-7. And that's not just lip service. If your heating goes out at 3.30 in the morning, call them at 502-264-9662. They'll have someone there to take your call and a technician available to come out to your home and fix your problems so that you can sleep safely through the night. This Again, is true, by the way. I just randomly get, make calls to them. At, just like, checking up, see if it's, yeah. if it's fake. Like I'll be like I'll be watching something. I'm bored. Kinda, oh, I did it. Kind of on cloud nine around like six a.m. and I'm like yeah, I'm about to pass out. I mean, let's see if it serves up. Someone's gonna take the call. <laughs> they will have somebody there. 502-264-9662. You can also visit AirServe online at airserve.com slash Louisville. We'll come back. We'll talk some volleyball here on the Mike Rutherford Show. It's fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Fourth or fifth time we've used it. I love this song. I, we know. <laughs> Gonna make the world a better place. Take a look at yourself and make a change. Now we've got... Um, we're going to get to volleyball and fun stuff here in just a second, but we do have a little bit of um, not great football news. Dorian Jones has entered the transfer portal. Reserve linebacker this year who probably was in line to start this coming season. Uh, was has been big on special teams the last couple of seasons. Played well in reserve role. Also filled in when somebody would get hurt or like when Ben Perry got ejected early in the NC State game, I think it was. Uh, he came in right away. There's been a lot of talk that he probably was going to follow Scott Satterfield and company to Cincinnati. He's replacing Ben Perry this time in the portal hole transfer portal instead of on the field. Say what? This time he's replacing Ben Perry in the transfer portal instead of on the field. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe <laughs> he's like he was hoping Ben would leave, <laughs> yeah. and now he's he's going. Uh, probably, I, w- I would be very surprised if we didn't find out in short order that he will head to Cincinnati uh, with his former staff. We also found out over the weekend, Caleb Banks, who was a player that I think the staff was very upset to see end of the transfer portal. This was before Satterfield and company left. Yeah, he's going to Florida. He's very talented kid. I think we're, he's going to make some, some waves down there in Gainesville. Would have loved to have seen him stick around here, but uh, best of luck to him. But there's your quick, not great football news. That's okay. We're still good. Vibes are still right. We're still fine. Nobody freak out. Everything's okay. At least with football. <laughs> That's right. And, so, and 
some genders of basketball. Women's basketball is back. We're okay. Back, we're, baby. we're fine there. But let's talk about Saturday. We go to we take Virginia to her first. I was gonna say first like game with the Yum Center of any sort. I think she's been she's been to the Yum Center for different events, but never for a, a cards game. She's been to Cardinal Stadium before, but we've never taken her to volleyball. We get there. I mean, she was, she was at Yum Center for the uh, the Disney thing, she right? Was at Yum Center for Disney on Ice. I think we yeah. did we did one other thing there. She's been there a couple of times before, but never for like a full on U of L. We need to get her to Freedom Hall for something. Yeah, I think the Davenport's are trying to like you got to bring her up for a Bellarmine game. Like, okay, we'll make we'll make that happen. We can we can, we can do that. <laughs> she's got to experience the smell of German roasted nuts. She does. <laughs> she's been to Freedom Hall before, but it was for like state fair stuff. Like she's she's been. Oh there. yeah, yeah. True. She's been in the building, but she's never really been in the building. So <laughs> to get a tour of the the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yeah, you you haven't seen the plaque. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen the the plaques. But she's there. She's bringing the heat. She's intense early on. Like, the, the go-karts cheers, sing the cheerleaders, having, like, the, people look at her dance and stuff. Like, she's she's all into it. And we come out. We're like, crowd, incredible. Like, having gone to basketball games the last few years and then seeing the difference in this crowd and the energy and the enthusiasm at the, in the building for this game as opposed to some of the basketball games that I've been to the last couple of seasons, last three or four seasons, was staggering. Uh, everybody there is just fired up. The, the cards cheers are awesome. The act, I mean, volleyball, it, it, I said this before, this is not a new thing. It's a really fun sport to go watch live. It moves quickly. It's not that hard to pick up on. The, you know, they have like a halftime after the second set, but it only lasts like 10 minutes. It, it, everything happens quickly. And so don't you don't actually have to know the names and positions to enjoy it. Pre- exactly. Like you don't have to know the terminology. You, you can follow it and have fun. And it's not like soccer or, or hockey, these like niche sports where people are going to like, criticize you for not knowing the rules or not knowing the terminology like people it's a very friendly crowd and so we go there first set very competitive Louisville pulls it out and you're thinking all right this Oregon team third seeded they're gonna wilt a little bit they've been riding momentum they've been hot since the since the end of the regular season but we're the superior squad we've got this gigantic home crowd advantage they're gonna fold nope Oregon turns around Oregon just seizes momentum they destroy Louisville in the third set after winning a narrow second set. And then the fourth set, like, we're down again after getting off out to a, an early lead. Oregon comes back. It was 20-18. to 18. We played Joker and the Thief. And the place is, like, going nuts. Like, the, the, everybody's jan- dancing. Everybody's having a good time. We're like, okay, we've got this back. We're going to take the fifth set. Oregon comes out after that, wins three straight points. We have to call a timeout. Like, and they get to a match point, and all of a sudden you're sitting there thinking – like this is it. Like, they, like we're not going back to a Final Four. We're gonna be the first one seed out of this tournament. We're gonna lose in front of this sold-out home crowd. It was almost nine thousand people there. The lower bowl was pretty much entirely full. This team, we haven't seen it from a team playing inside the Yum Center in such a long time, where they just have this confidence, this enthusiasm, this just knowledge that they're going to get it done. It's again, it's it's staggering it's jarring after watching the men's basketball team and recently the women's basketball team play with such a lack of confidence in critical moments to watch this volleyball team do the exact opposite they fend off match point they end up winning the fourth set and after that it's over like they come out their organ is shocked they just dominate the fifth set you know i think 15 to 5 was the final score in the, in the last set and place goes nuts it was incredible Virginia wanted to go home midway through the fourth set. And we're like, oh no, this is this is nice. But she did not like. But I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Patrick and, and his girlfriend Jenna came down and sat in front of us. 
Patrick kept trying to like get Virginia on his side. She wasn't having it. Like she, she just mean mugged. He's like, he's like undoing the Velcro on her shoes, and she's like, "Who do you think you are? I just met you, I'm not having it." She didn't wreck that with me. She likes me. She, she does. I mean, she used, she likes most people, especially in that environment. She was not fond of Patrick. The kids Patrick. enjoy me. So they, they look at me as like the fat and cuddly guy. So. Yeah, she's 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 pretty good. But she she let Jenna. She wanted to walk up and down the steps. She let Jenna do that. So she was that was good. But Patrick, she was like, I don't know about you. I, I don't know about this guy. But midway through the fourth set, after expanding all that energy in the first couple of sets, she's like, I want to go home. And we're like, oh, no, this, this, is, this is not great. And you're, you're taking a risk because if she wants to go home and you leave right then where it's looking bad for the cards, you feel like a bad fan, but also you're, you're beating the traffic. You don't have to deal with a screaming kid in the car. Like, we kind of were like, yeah, but like, we couldn't do that. Beat traffic. Uh, yeah, I hear. Couldn't I, leave I our hear, cards. I hear that during basketball season, football games is the excuse all the time. Could, we couldn't leave our cards, so we give her the phone. She's watching Jack's Ellington videos, which is all she she cares about in the world now. She calls me Jack. She thinks I'm Jack. She just she's obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. She's furious that she can't hear the sound on the phone because people are cheering so loudly, and we're like, sweetheart, I don't I, I don't know what you want us to do here. So she, if you saw the video that I posted at the last point, like she's she's done. She's she's at the end of her rope. But we stay. It's awesome. It is, and, and I, I don't say this lightly, it's the most fun I've had at a live Cardinal sports event. Well, they're all live if you're there. <laughs> non-needed word. It's the most fun I've had at a Cardinal sporting event in it, I mean, probably three, four years. Like it, it was such an enthusiastic environment. It was so fun. Everybody seemed just so happy to be there. And then they pulled out a thrilling victory. I couldn't be more – I know you and I both got on the bandwagon last year after we had DBK on the show – I mean, I'm, I find myself, like, eagerly anticipating Thursday night. Like, I, I can't wait to watch them play again. They're going to play Pitt. It's going to be the late game on Thursday in the Final Four. Um, the first game is San Diego versus Texas at 7. They'll play 30 minutes after whenever that game ends. And then if they win, the national championship match will be Saturday at 8. And this feels – Pitt upset Wisconsin, who beat us in the Final Four last year. Let and them I, do our dirty work for us before we send them home. I, I mean, I know that Pitt is, is good. They beat us early in the season, and then we beat them at home. But after seeing Wisconsin size, and they have a couple of those girls back from last year, like I, I'll be frank, like would much rather play Pitt in the spot. I request to be frank. Of course they can beat us, but Wisconsin, we saw just we we, we had so little answer for their their outside hitters last season. Like, I'm fine with playing Pitt when they beat us. We didn't have Anna DeBeer healthy, who was wound up being the, the regional MVP. She was fantastic on Saturday. I feel confident about this. And then if you win, you're playing. Texas, who we beat on their home floor a few years ago, and San Diego, who's a two seed. Like, it feels like we have a, even though last year's team was undefeated and you can argue was a, a better overall team than this year's team, it feels going into this weekend that we may have a better shot to win a national title, which is a lot of fun. The stars are aligning, and last year was just the sports god's way of saying, hey, listen, you know, you, you got, you got to, you can't enjoy victory without a little bit of defeat. Earn this. And. <laughs> And they were doing. I think they looked at us and like Look at these two little geeks jumping on the bandwagon. They haven't. They haven't felt heartbreak yet. True. And so th- that's what happened to us in the final four. She was undefeated. We we jumped on the bandwagon. I'm all you know. I'm over there. You know, big outside hitters fan over here. Mm-hmm. And then we we get beat, and it was it, it sucked because I, I was I was into it last year, and I maybe I haven't followed the season as extensively this year in terms of watching, but I've obviously followed it as we talk about it. I watched a little. I watched some on Saturday. I'm going to watch on Thursday night. Night games are better for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we win that, I watch on. on <laughs> so, 
I feel like Medea over there. Like, mm-hmm. 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 You go, girl. So, <laughs> Saturday, I watched the title. I'm distracted by the fact. I feel so bad that. So the Louisville men's basketball Twitter account just put like back home for a pair this week with an image, and like all I see is just like all the responses already piling up, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, do they have to do this? Just like, like if you, I know that somebody has a job out there, and I'm sure that they have a quota that they have to hit for every week, but just, I mean, how. It's a picture of Fabio Basile mm. pointing at the camera. Mm. <laughs> I just I feel so bad for them. But volleyball, we're going. I feel good about. Cue up, cue up Tom Hanks again. We're gonna win. Earn this. <laughs> By the way, so we got some uh, NFL breaking news. What's that? The uh, the anticipation that you uh, Cowboy fans have been waiting for. They have now signed their veteran wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton. Ooh, okay. Somewhere, Scott Satterfield's own. Somewhere the Falcons, I mean, Falcons, Cowboy fans are wondering what happened to Odell Beckham, but, you know, hey, take what you can get, right? Um, <laughs> but this Thursday, that's an ESPN t- uh, television event. We were the early game last year, so we got knocked out early. It'll be nice to be able to maybe, I don't know, get the nerves out, watch the, the match before us, and then hopefully take out Pitt and win the rubber match there. But it was just, I mean, Anza Beer was fantastic. Claire Shaw say, ACC Player of the Year was tremendous. I mean, there was a moment in the fourth set where Anna DeBeer, who's missed a, a healthy chunk of the season with a knee injury, looked like she slipped and, and got hurt again. And she, I, I love the tweet from somebody who was like, do I or do I not have a pulse? Is this or is this not Louisville Cardinal Volleyball? Let's play. Like, like that was, that's well, kind of. That going to be used a lot. Oh, I know. It? It's kinda, <laughs> it was used a lot kinda, before. That's how it felt there. I, I don't know if it was like the Jeff Brom and th- but like, it just seemed like everybody was happier there. It, it just seemed like everybody for the afternoon, like the energy was good. There wasn't any more woe is me, like, like the, the mood, at some of the football games recently, and certainly the mood at the basketball games recently. It just felt good to kind of be back in the Yum Center with a little bit of pep in our step, a little bit of swag, like a little bit of like, we're Louisville, we're good, we're cool, things are great. Like that was the overall vibe there, and it was so refreshing. It just, I was really glad that we ended up going. Did has it caught on to where when Anna DeBeer comes out, everybody's in the Anna DeBeer, uh, Still baby. Still has not happened. You know I'm an outside hitter. <laughs> still is not. <laughs> still not catching on. The people are still behind on that. So uh, any day now. I'm assuming this is only just a legal thing that they don't want to pay Aaron Butterfly. <laughs> I'm guessing. So. <laughs> That's all I can assume. I was talking to Troy about this. One of the crazy things about volleyball is. So after it's also like I always forget. Troy's a big volleyball guy, right? He's big. Yeah, his daughter plays. He's yeah. he's going everywhere to take her play. But I always forget first when we play games that are NCAA tournament games at home, like it has to be neutral. Like right? the announcing's neutral. Like this, so like you know, there Oregon would score a point, and the the PA guy who apparently Patrick said is like the PA guy for manual sports. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But he was yeah. like, point ducks. And like, and, like, they're playing the music and stuff. And I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? And I forget, like, oh, it's technically a neutral site. But they do. they play do... DuckTales? No, they don't. But they play, like, they play pump-up, like, anthem music for about 10 seconds after every single point. I'm like, this DJ's playlist has to be, I mean, getting ready for volleyball has to be 10 times harder than getting ready for, like, a basketball or a football game. Because it's every damn point. Like, it's like, point cards! Like, what, purple Lamborghinis the... playing. You're like, oh, my. It's only for, like, 8 to 10 seconds. Like, jeez. Uh, but the, the, the well, I could do that. I'm, I've been known to bring the excitement for only eight to ten seconds. But it was it was it was awesome. It, it was a whole lot of fun. It was one of those where you leave. You, traffic was not terrible getting out, thankfully. But like even if it was, you're like I don't I don't even care. I, I feel good, happy to be here. 
all's right. It's because it's a win and a loss. The traffic it's, was it's, a that's pain. What I'm yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those games where like you just leave. You're like, I don't even care. I, I, everything feels good. Go Cards. Win a national title. But this, it's a fun group to root for. They're, I mean, this is the first time that they'd really been pushed in the NCAA tournament. They hadn't dropped a set before Saturday. They dropped two in, in a row for the first time. And I think, like they said, like two and a half months. So, they, you know, you feel better about going to the Final Four after you've been pushed like this. And hearing Anna DeBeer after you know, the match talking about, yeah, it means a little bit more having lost so much of this season, being able to come back from all that. It, it you know, coming up so short last season, it feels sweet. Like we weren't going out this way. It was just a whole lot of, again, like the Louisville swagger that I think we've missed out recently in, in some other sports. Um, but go cards. Maybe we'll try to get DBK on the show at some point before they leave. They'll have to leave, I guess, tomorrow probably for Omaha. Um, so that may not be able to. Probably should have gotten on that today, but that's that's my fault. <laughs> the damn doctor all day. Blame blame the doctor. Blame the doctor. If only blame the else, nurse for ignoring you. If only someone else could help me book guests. <laughs> what <are> you, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, get off. Why did you say something when y'all are on double date this weekend? <laughs> You're so jealous. <laughs> you could have come to the match. I didn't know Patrick was coming. No, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Troy found us. Troy's like, he's like, he handed, now Troy's there too. Troy was there. He, I didn't see him, but he handed his phone to his daughter because I posted a, a video and he's like, he's like, find where Mike. He's like, oh, they're, they're right down there. Also, one of my friends texted me and was like, a kid in my son's class did a book report on your book. He's sitting over to your right. He wants to come say hi to you. I'm like, what's wrong with the youth of America? We, we have seventh graders doing book reports and stuff that I've written. I was like, there's the F bomb was in that book way too many times for a seventh grader to be doing this for a class project. I'm sorry. <laughs> But shout out to Calvin, my guy. Love I did a book report on the Encyclopedia of the NCAA tournament once. I think I did one on like my classmates like, were so bored because you had to do. I had to read in front of the class. I could just feel like I'm the only like nerd here that finds this fascinating. And then in 1981, <laughs> I, was like, I was like Kansas led by Clyde Lovelett, 1957. <laughs> I just like see my teacher in the background, just like in her mind, just thinking, I just want a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> Bless you. Now I'm sneezing. Now you're All right, sneezing, a, you're coughing. Let's take a break. We have hour number two coming up. We'll hear from you on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450 if you have thoughts. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about yesterday's women's basketball win over UK. Yes, we will talk about the men's basketball team doing what they do best, getting blown out by average to not not average teams. Did win uh, some money off them, though. There you go. That, that's all that really matters. Uh, we'll talk about all that and take your text as well in the second hour. It's coming your way next right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I'm standing Been doctors here on your Monday. I always like the part where he, he asked for a cigarette and he says, I hope he's 
Is there a theme today? No. Okay. Uh, better, better spin doctor song. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong or Two Princes. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. I agree. I, I, I always thought I was in the minority on that one. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes, the spin I, doctors are cool. Yes, they are. Well, were, were. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's the wrong verse. Never mind. I was, that was my cigarette choked line. Did you know that they were named the trucking company before John Popper left the band? Uh, Blues Traveler? No. The Spin Doctors. John Popper was in them. John Popper was not in the, in the Spin Doctors. They were known as the trucking company before he left. Hold up. Look it up. Wait, wait a minute. So John was was he I'm looking the, it up right now. Was he in there with the with the uh, the guy that can't speak anymore? I have no idea. Or did he get replaced by that guy? He left. Yeah, John Popper and his high school friend Chris Barron. Is Chris Barron the lead singer of Spin Doctors? Yes. Okay, I didn't know his name. We're in the trucking company. Popper left to start Blues Traveler, and then they became the Spin Doctors. Really? There you go. I never knew that. Yeah. Blues, Pro- Blues Traveler greater than Spin Doctors, though, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. So maybe he should have hung around with his buddy. Yeah, Popper wins the uh, Popper he- wins the head-to-head battle, battle yeah. there. Plus, you know, he just got skinny. The other guy lost his voice. Yeah, that's. I didn't know that. but he, you uh, know, Yeah, I think he's, I mean, yeah, he just, something happened. He just, like, can't even talk anymore now. Well, that sucks. I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, he released an album in 2017. Not that long ago. Maybe he got it back. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> These things work in strange and mysterious ways. But he fell down a well, lost voice, got kicked in by a mule, voice came back. Yeah, there's nothing on his Wikipedia page about that, but who knows? I guess where he lost his voice. He might have. I, 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 or am I thinking of another pop band's lead singer? It's very possible. Very possible. I don't know. Very few. Very few it's hard not to confuse, it's hard to confuse, not to confuse somebody with the spin doctor's guy. But here's the question I wanted to ask. I, I just hopped on social media during the break there. Everybody in Louisville is meeting Ethan Hawke. Everybody. Who? Ethan Hawke. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I guess he's in town for a movie or something. But <laughs> it's like everybody in New York, everybody, sees, everybody there sees more Povich everywhere. Ethan Hawke, <laughs> he was at Morning Fork yesterday. I saw that. A bunch of people had pictures with him there. Okay. My guy, B-Sim, the rapper, had a picture with him just today. I don't know what Morning Fork is, but all right. It's a breakfast restaurant. Oh, is it one of those like trendy hipster places like the, uh, the egg, wa- egg place? Wild Eggs? I wouldn't call wild eggs trendy hipster. I wouldn't call it good either, but. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big wild eggs guy, but that's uh, yeah. definitely not a trendy hipster spot. Um, <laughs> anyways, Ethan Hawke is in town doing stuff. Everybody's meeting. I want to meet him. Get him in here. Is he an Because I, I saw where they're like, that are filming more movies like Anchorage and places like that. There's a movie apparently that's being filmed like right over by us because people are complaining about it. Like over by Seneca Park. It's been shooting at like 3 a.m. People are like, the, the lights are keeping me awake. I'm like, well, just go out there and say hi. Maybe meet a celebrity. Get Stop, cop. Get, I yeah, told you, people. Yeah, Cannon's Lane has become the new what, Oxmoor people. Uh, but everybody's meeting Ethan Hawke. And I want to meet Ethan Hawke. Get Hawk. him on the show. Let's Troy, make a play. I love boyhood. <laughs> like that's where you go first. <laughs> what? You mean, <laughs> what reality bites? I mean, training day. I think would be would that probably be the, the first thing that people think of. I guess so. Yeah, I always think of the before sunrise, before sunset, which you say you're still going to watch. I, I know I need to watch. I should because I love it's, it's a Linkletter film yeah. too, and, I, and I'm a fan of Linkletters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and they kind of do the boyhood thing. That's a great question. 
If I yeah, if I ask you, I said he's not what the first week, training day first movie comes to mind. Training day is probably the first one that I. Howdy bites comes to mind first. I don't know. I guess it's because it's one of the first. Movie. Yeah. I mean, it's one of his early films too, though. So I guess it's maybe why it sticks out to me. Dead Poet Society. He's in Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Do you know I've never watched that all the way through? It's good. You'd like it. I feel like it, and it's one of those things now. Where, there you go. <laughs> it's a good movie. You should check it out. It's a good movie. Like it. <laughs> it's like it's now. It's got to the point where it's that movie. That I can like quote so many parts of it that you never seen it feel, yeah, but I've never seen it that I feel like I don't need to sit and watch it now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with a couple movies. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We will uh, we'll take some text now. Texas says, I'm stupefied that Mike knew something about Blues Travel that Trevor didn't. I kind of am too. So am I. I literally never knew that. Oh, that was more about Spin Doctors than it was Blues Traveler. But even as well as Blues Traveler, I like Blues Traveler. Yeah, you do. I mean, I'm not a, like a diehard fan, so maybe I guess... But that sounds like something I still should know. Texas, I don't know about you guys, but I'm re-watching the 2013 Louisville versus Cincinnati game this week to prep. I'm thinking we all watch Wednesday around 9 o'clock and live tweet each other. There's not much else going on around that time. We tried doing the, the watch party things with the show. and it... He's making a joke because the basketball team plays Western Kentucky at that time. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Late yeah. game on Wednesday. Yeah. Plenty of time to get nice and juiced up for the for the for the for the game. Texas, I really effing hate Sebastian Telfair. <laughs> Let us never forget who's really to blame for any of the bad things happening with men's basketball. I'm gonna show up at his parole meeting. Hard to hear for sir. Twenty no, I never people of Louisville. He's ruined the town. <laughs> Texas says the Dalai Lama works in mysterious ways. Maybe he can't fix the results for the basketball team. But what he can do is have Chris Beard put in jail, maybe even destroy his 23 recruiting class, and bring A.J. Johnson to the Ville. He plays the long game. There are a lot of texts in the text line. We have not brought this up uh, yet. but Chris, and, I, and I've only glanced at the story. So. Yeah, th- we did have – a lot of people were asking, you know, is there a shot now that Louisville could flip A.J. Johnson? And if you haven't heard the news, uh, Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard was arrested in the early hours of Monday morning. I think it was like 4 a.m. and charged with – he basically was strangling – uh, a female is the charge. Um, that when he charged her, was he seen doing it? He was, I mean, somebody called saying it was happening. They came over to the house. He was not there anymore. A woman claimed that he had been choking her. Uh, and he was a family member. Wasn't it? I think I just saw the a family member. He's, he's divorced. So I don't know if this is like an ex, I don't have the details. I don't, I, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, this could, this could, this could be really bad or really shady. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, now, now they're already saying this, what's, the charge was uh, assault on a family member, and it was like, I can't, I don't know the terminology. I'm trying to pull up the thing. It was like something about like keeping somebody from breathing, which is not a good thing. Um, joking, I guess, in a way, yeah. Yeah, a woman said she'd been assaulted and strangled by Chris Beard. Uh, he was charged with assault by strangulation slash suffocation and family violence, a third-degree felony. Now, there were reports out there that the, the woman already is – is trying to get the charges dropped. Texas plays tonight, uh, and they've made— can't drop those charges. Those are the state charges. Yeah, she's trying to, though. And yeah. like His attorney's like, he never should have been charged. This is ridiculous. All this stuff's already— I mean, the same thing that you expect to happen whenever yeah. something like this happens. Domestic violence situation, they, yeah, they, they, they'll charge— they'll get, you can get charged regardless whether there's any assault made by the uh, victim or not. The thing is, if there's no—if it does go on— and there's no like she's going to have to if she chooses to not press charges like it becomes a a very tough case if you do want it to go ahead yeah especially pass the grand jury or anything but Texas plays Rice tonight at eight o'clock to my knowledge at least before we came on the air there had been no statement made about 
what was going to happen with Chris Beard. I can't imagine he's going to be coaching time. I mean, he was he was still in jail as of like 11 a.m. this morning. I don't know when he actually got out or if he is out, but it's hard for me to imagine he's going to be on the sidelines tonight. In Texas, I mean, one of the best teams in the country. They're number seven in the latest AP poll. They've only lost once uh, this week, but that is a they're good. That's a major story. And if if you know new stuff comes out, um, that's you don't want to say career ruiner, but that could be a, a huge hit for a guy who right now has about as much going for him as any coach in college basketball as there is. I mean, I know he's a Brad and Bobby Knight disciple, but you want to take it to that level. Yeah, and he – I won't say anything else. Um, oh, I almost said something. Just... I mean, I'm not I'm not going to joke because until I hear, you know, read stat, read actual – Yeah, you need details. Details, and, and then I'll form a judge myself. Till then, it's, it's a bad look, but I mean – Certainly a bad look. Also, but it doesn't mean guilt to me. Texas, I feel like we haven't gotten to hear Mike talk about the basketball team in like three weeks. Ignoring is kind of a form of accepting. All the other shows are ignoring the team. Well, I do like. Yeah, I think other shows are talking about it, probably, aren't they? I don't know. I, yeah, I, get, I don't either. I, don't I mean, like Friday, I tried to ignore it, or Thursday, I tried to ignore it as much as possible. And then we get texts about it. And like, I ha- every time I do, I get fired up. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit today. Um, there was a game. We tried to avoid talking about the preview of that game. I, what, now we're going to try our best to avoid talking about the recap of that game. Unfortunately, we can, you know. It's the same thing every time I talk about it. Like, what, 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 like, like I said on Friday, I can't do three hours for the next three months of they're awful. It's not getting any better. It's never been this bad. Hopefully, it never will be again. That's the entire summation of, of the situation. I mean, the, the, to, to, to try to entertain ourselves, maybe I was thinking about coming up with an award with the, the what the bleep were you thinking award for each basketball game. Because I feel like there's a play at least in every game so there's far like this year. There's like 15 candidates every game. But, but I mean... At least there's always. I feel like there's been one in every game that stuck out a little bit, though, to where you just look at it and you're like, "What? What? 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 Really?" It's, what? I have that thought a million times a game. I mean, it's the second half. We're getting blown out, and like we're getting ready for volleyball. And Mary's like, "Can we leave?" It's, I'm like, "I'm like, I have to watch this," and she's like, "Do you really?" And I'm like, "I guess." Like I, I, I feel obligated. Like it, it's it's so painful to sit through. It's just it, there's, there's no other word for it. I've never. I've never felt this way about Louisville basketball, where it's just like you go into a game with just no hope. No hope. I go in with hope. I used to. By halftime, that hope has been pretty much just, you know, waterboarded to death. I mean, Florida State, see, now you've got me talking about it. Florida State is probably, and we'll see how the season plays out. You hate to make declarative statements like this in in early to mid-December. That might wind up being one of the 10 worst ACC teams that we've played since we've joined the conference over the last, well, what this will be, this is the ninth season we've been in the ACC. They are not good. They were one and nine going into Saturday. I know they've been more competitive recently against good teams like Purdue and Virginia, but their only win is over Mercer. They've got bad, low major losses just like us. Their most consistent player, Cameron Fletcher, was just declared out for the season four days ago, five days ago. Like, that's a bad, bad basketball team. That is a team that in any other year, even last year, you would expect to handle. In any other year besides last year, you'd expect to handle by 15 to 20 points. They kicked the bleep out of us. They beat us by 20. They could have won by 30. I mean, what do you even say about that? Like, that's maybe one of the three or four worst ACC teams we've played in the last nine years since joining the conference, and they could have named the score against us. And it's not like they came in with confidence. They, they haven't won a game over anybody besides the Mercer Bears, and that was at the beginning of the season. And they just looked completely superior to us in every facet of the game. 
for a full 40 minutes. The good thing is there was like 700 people there, so does it really happen? I mean, I've just never – I sat there. I'm like, what? what is this? Like, this is not even a – it doesn't even resemble any Louisville basketball team or season that I've watched my entire life, including, like, the last crumb season, the 98 team, which is the only team to ever lose 20 games, last season. It It, it is such a far cry from anything we've ever seen before. I don't – people are like, why don't you talk about it more? I don't know what to say about it anymore. <laughs> what do you like, – it is mind-blowing that we're this bad. I mean, I could go on a rant, you know, and talk about, you know, the X's and O's ranting that I, I've somewhat done to this point. But, like, after nine games, like, if you – I feel like I'm just repeating myself. It's Exactly. And it's not like, getting any better. Like, I, like if you want if you want to hear, like, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the way they play? Play, play the Wednesday show that you were out. And I, I, exactly. I just it's went the, off about – It's the same thing every single time out. And it's just – yeah, I, I don't. I've never seen a team care this little about possessions. Like they, they just throw it away. No. Now, if you're looking for a good thing, they did have 14 assists on Saturday. Was that because they started adding up some of our turnovers that were resulting in layups as assists to us? No, uh, we still had. Six, that was a good plan. We still had 16 turnovers. We we have yet to have a game this season where we have as many or more assists than turnovers, which is just mind blowing. That'll be the day we win our first game, probably though. I mean. It might be the day that we finally play somebody within 15 that's for, not from a low conference. And for those that may be wondering, uh, I'm still down 2 to nothing. EMU did get lo- did lose this week. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, I know. <laughs> they are awful. They lost to somebody bad, too. I can't remember who it was. Like if, we had a, if we had a money base, would we have a win? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't even want to play that game. I, so the the latest net rankings. Um, I don't want to play any game with this little basketball team right now. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I can't believe we have to do this for three more months. I, I, it feels mean. I, I get it. But, like, again, there's never been a situation that has, it is at all comparable to this. And I don't know we how to really handle it. We needed the U.S. to be better in the World Cup. <laughs> we did. We could have really used it. See, you see how much you could have saved us, soccer? I mean, they, they did advance. That's that's all you can ask for. Well, I think that's a knockout. That's, like, I think we, that's not even an accomplishment anymore right now. Oh, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, but we've done it numerous. We've done it how many times in the last, I mean, other than not making the World Cup last time? Look, and, and, and um, you, you're welcome, by the way, for me steering this away from basketball for a second. Well, I, I've got, <laughs> I, I got one thing I have to get to because the oh, okay. people are like, well, you got to find some positives. Here's the positive: we played Florida State, a one in nine team that beat us by what, twenty three? Yeah. We moved up a spot in the net rankings. We moved up, losing by twenty three points. We are now. Is that the equivalent of falling ass back, like up the stairs? We are now number three hundred and sixty. Out of 363 teams. All right. Suck it, IUPUI. 0-9. They are 0-8. Uh, they get for changing their name. 0-8 in the Horizon League. They are now 361st. Eastern. The, what blows my mind is we're ahead of uh, of winless Houston Christian and IUPUI, but we're somehow behind uh, winless teams. Delaware State, Merrimack, Florida A&M. Clash the Titans coming in on Saturday. They're 357. Stony Brook, LIU, and Eastern Illinois. Like, I don't. Well, now, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my so entire life. So we're ahead of Bowie Pooey and we're ahead of the Joel Easton University. We're ahead of IUPUI, Houston Christian, and Hartford. Oh, yeah, Hartford. Hartford, who has a win, and is somehow still the last place team in the entire country. 363rd. <laughs> it's a dig against ESPN. It's a quad four Connecticut. Win. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's a quad four. Nobody cares. What quad are we if you beat us? <laughs> quad sad. Yeah. We're like quad where the hippies play hacky sack in their college days. It's just, it's, it's beyond <laughs> anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I just... And the thing is, like, everybody, you can just tell watching the bench, everybody expects this. Like, going into the game. Going, like, they, you know, like in high school when you've got, like, a, 
I mean, Wagner's had some good teams in recent years, but like when I was in high school, like when Wagner would come play Ballard or something, <laughs> like they just, you could tell the moods, like one team knows they're going to kick the bleep out of the other team and the other team knows they're going to get the, the bleep kicked out of them. It's like when Aspen would show up and we knew we were getting our easy win of exactly. the year. Yeah. The game starts and the play, and like nobody's surprised by what's going on. And there's because of that, there's like a lack of emotion on both sides. That's how Louisville is. And again, this was a one in nine Florida State team. And like the, you know, they jump out ahead early. It's like fourteen to five, and our bench, it's like they're not even like upset. Like they, they like yeah, this, we know we're gonna lose by twenty. What do you expect? And that just from a, uh, I mean, you had I hate to keep doing this, but you had Rick Pitino after their their game yesterday. They beat St. Bonaventure. Him talking about like you know, these players know like I'd rather die than lose, and like all and like all these former UVL players are like tweeting stuff out like oh we know that like you know if you if you lost a game like. You know, everybody just dreaded the next 48 hours. Like, this team just expects to lose. Like, if you watched any Louisville team in the past, including last year's team at, at times, and they were down by, like, 15 to a, Like, they looked like they just wanted to curl up in a ball and die. They, they looked like they would rather be anywhere in the world besides that. Like, we do anything to lose this feeling. We're sick to our stomachs. This is this team just expects it. This team just, they do not care. They're They're ready for this year to be over. It's not embarrassing to them. It's over, all right. I mean, they're not even embarrassed. Like, they, they don't seem like it. They're like, this is just who we are. This is what's going to happen. And I just, I don't know what to do with that. I don't. Like, I, I, I have no idea what to make of that. I thought the season would be bad. And when I said bad, I thought, like, like last year bad. 11, 12, 13 wins. I never thought it would be, are we going to win a game bad? Which is exactly where we are right now. Yeah. Now, now we're going to beat Florida A&M. I'm not wavering on that. Now, once we get the Florida to win, is that, is that all we need to do? Is like see the go, the the basket, the ball go through the, the basket, and that's going to begin the streak of wins. My God, here's hoping. Is I don't it, even want wins this at this streak point. In my underwear. Just like competent play and effort, like that. That's all we're asking for here. Uh, Louisville, by the way, lost to a team on Saturday that was eight games or more under 500 for the first time since Transylvania was 0 and 12 and beat Louisville. Back on February 13th, 1937. Ah, uh, 41 teams like, not today. Not today, mother. <laughs> not today. We MFers. beat Transylvania. That 37 team, they got nothing on us. We would have smoked them. Uh, that's via Kelly Dickey, that's that. I mean, it's, and again, we didn't just lose. We, lost. we got paid. So much time in the 30s and 40s. And this is the year <laughs> Kelly Dickey's earning his paycheck this year. At least somebody yeah. is. Like, like, he is, he knew right from the beginning, like, I got to. That Excel, those Excel sheets are going to get a, lot, a huge workout. This He's winter. looking for the records list. Like, we're, we're anything beyond nineteen, like twenty-two. Let's check behind the fridge in the. Uh, there's a closet behind the fridge over there. He's just starting at forty-one <laughs> at this point. He knows that like no no Pretty team much, no yeah. team since forty-one has been this bad or like has equaled any of these stats out there. He's like, I'm starting at forty-one and I'm working my way backwards. The first basketball team ever at university. He's like, we weren't even this bad. It's I mean, yeah, West Kentucky on Wednesday nine o'clock and then Florida A and M. On Saturday at two. Will this be the first time Westerns won beaten us back to back years? I mean, we've won twenty six of the last thirty against them, so I'd have to assume, yeah. If 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 they win. Okay, yeah, sure. We are down to two thirty seven <laughs> on Ken Palm. Ken Palm now projects a Western Kentucky sixty eight sixty five victory. It's a Western I mean Western they've if only they lost win, wink wink. They've only lost once. Now they did they just played the right state team that we lost to earlier in the year. They beat them by four. Western has not been as good as I thought they were going to be. Like, they haven't played anybody really good. Um, and Akron, their only loss came by 19 points. Like, I don't think Western is as good as I thought they were going to be. 
Do I think they're going to beat us? Yes, because <laughs> I've, I've watched us play. Um, but again, it's it's this is not in a normal year. This would not be a Western team that would really scare you that much. But this is not a normal year. Texter says, with all the weekend sporting events, I did not have a chance to catch the Heisman coverage. Can you confirm, Mike, that Tyon won? And as a chairman of the hype, chairman of his hype committee, do you have an official statement? I don't believe Tyon Evans won the Heisman. I actually, this hand up. I don't know who won the Heisman. I know who won only because I was flipping to the channels and I saw it was on. I had no idea it was on last on was Saturday. It, was it Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams did win. Okay, that's that's who I assumed was going to win, but I, I, I did not see. I'm the flipping through. Thing. I'm flipping through it and I'm like Heisman ceremony. I'm I like, used to really get into. Do, the do you, I was gonna say, do you remember when like it was cool to like look wait go watch the the actual award given out? Yeah, I got into it. I used to always like watch the whole ceremony. And now like, the last like I guess besides Lamar, the last. Seven, eight, nine years. I just have not cared. I would say mine goes back farther than that. To me, it was only as a kid. Like I'm thinking the '90s. Like I can name like Heisman winners through the '90s. Oh, even in college, I'm so still excited. Watch. But beyond that, I, I guess when Ed, Eric Crouch gets the award, it kind of kills it. Is before he is is a, is a sports fan, young sports fan. I think the one that got me was when was Jason White won over Larry Fitzgerald. And or, I was like, or Charles Woodson getting it for no reason over Peyton Manning, maybe. Yeah, but that was like fun. Like, I, I, yeah. I, you got into the race, you knew it was going on. But like after, it was irritating. But yeah, after a certain point, I was like, yeah. But that just, yeah, like I said, when you when you're giving it out to like just random like uncoordinated white kids that play quarterback in Nebraska, it's like, yeah, I mean, no, I'm good. This uh, this isn't Eddie George out there winning it. I mean, Eric Crouch was athletic. He was fast. He was sneaky athletic. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah. It's like another, it's like another coach out there. He's a good field. game manager. <laughs> Texas says Trevor knows he has to eat a salad. Yes, Trevor's fully aware of the salad. How are we going to work that out? You got to, we got to figure this out. We do need to figure that out. I mean, this isn't going to be the uh, we're going to figure it out, and then we pretend like hope yeah, this you, has to happen that you forget about it. And we move on in life. This has to happen. Like you know, all you you text are the day winners that never got your your stuff. But do you want me to make you a salad? No. I feel weird just having a man tell me that to me. I mean, I... <laughs> it seems bizarre. Because I don't know like, where to get one for you. I don't I don't know. We, we haven't been... All we know is you're going to eat lettuce and, like, cheese is going to be on there in some form. And you want... Now, does that have to be shredded or can it go, like, nacho cheese? You can't go nacho cheese on a salad. <laughs> Why not? No. Can I not consider nacho cheese a dressing? This has to be, like, a legitimate salad. Is nacho cheese not a dressing? No, it's not a dressing. How is it different than a dressing? It's because it's not. Okay, define what is it? Why is it, dressing is what? Is it called dressing because you use it to it's like thinner? It's thinner. Yeah, it's not like queso or. What about nacho ranch? Cheese. Ranch isn't thin. It's thinner than nacho cheese. Oh, I don't know about that. You cannot put nacho cheese on a salad. I'm saying I'm it right saying, now. Saying I don't know. I I want you to legitimately explain to me the difference between na- a, a ranch dressing and nacho cheese. Why they both can't be considered dressings? I'm telling you, they're right. both liquid toppings used. To cover up flavor, correct? No, or to add flavor? No, to add flavor. Yeah, yeah. add flavor is what I meant to say. Yeah. I mean, is it, what's the definition of a dressing? Isn't it not the same thing you would use for nacho cheese? You, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't care. You're trying to get out of this. You're not putting nacho cheese on lettuce and calling it a salad. No. I just don't see the... I don't know why you can't tell me. What, I don't see your logic of why I can't. A sauce for salads, <laughs> typically one consisting of oil and vinegar mixed together with herbs or other flavorings. Okay, well, there's again, no oil or vinegar. Uh, no, there's none of that in a ranch either. I, are you sure about that? Are you sure? No. Well, then I am. But I know that <laughs> ranch counts as a dressing, so yeah. I'm assuming there probably is. 
not, not like what am I, Paul Newman? I don't know what's in a ranch dressing, but I don't either. I'm, I know, I know it doesn't look like any other dressing in terms of thickness, and I wouldn't say taste because I don't know. But I mean, well, you don't like ranch anyway. So I know, but that's not the neither point. Neither here nor there. The point is, if ranch acceptable, acceptable, then so should nacho cheese. No, that's not. No, 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 no. I mean, what are nachos other than in the south of of, of the south? Here's these are the these, these, a Mexican salad. Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> these are what you can pick if you want to use dressing. You you can salad dressing. You can use ranch. You can use Thousand Island. You can use blue cheese. You can use some sort of vinaigrette. Maybe, maybe, oh, blue cheese. Blue cheese is not even a liquid nor uh, oil or, or water based. It's yes, it just, is. And blue cheese is like chunks. Mayonnaise, yogurt, sour cream, and parsley. These all dressings are just things that want to make me sick. This is what I'm saying. You're not going to use it anyway. Any kind of vinaigrette, a little French dressing, <laughs> Italian. Italian's good. Italian. Honey mustard. You don't like mustard. Caesar dressing. You can have a Caesar salad. See, what are these? All these countries are represented in Mexico doesn't get their nacho cheese. You're not you're not putting nacho cheese on and calling it a salad. I mean, I, what's this, I'm allowed to put shredded cheese on it. Yes. Okay. So what's the difference? Are you are you are you racist against certain cheeses? Both oil and vinegar are in ranch, by the way. Are they? Yeah. But it, in their oil, anything with mayonnaise has oil and vinegar in it, so that counts for. Well, doesn't cheese, cheese have oil in it? No. Do you know that for sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Texas Green District Salads is a sponsor of Uva Football. We can get a Green District Salad. Who? Green District Salad. Oh, I thought you were saying something different. No. <laughs> Sorry. Texas, I think that uh, no mass recruiting exodus to UC says something about Satterfield's true appeal. It has been, I mean. Or the fact he's going to Cincinnati. I mean, we have seen a couple of, of guys. I mean, now Luke Kander's going to Cincinnati. I think we assume Dorian Jones is going to go to Cincinnati. But as far as, like, we had 14 committed players in this class. And what? One of them is flirting with going to Cincinnati. Has Jaden Davis announced where he's going to go? Because it sounds like he would be the one. What can tell you? Like that, it, it does say something. It, it says something that I think we knew all along, which was this recruiting class, which was on par to be the best in the history of the program, was not orchestrated by the head coach himself. Like these kids were not coming here to play for Scott Satterfield. They were coming here because of NIL stuff and because they had connections with other coaches. I, we all sort of assumed that. I think it's now being fully confirmed by the fact that Satterfield goes to Cincinnati, and it's not like like people aren't even considering when Ruben Owens decommitted from Louisville. It wasn't like people thought. I, mean, I saw some Cincinnati fans tweeting about it, but there was no Louisville fan that was ter- terrified that Satterfield was going to swoop him in, swoop, bring him up to UC. There was no national person who was like Ruben Owens down from Louisville. Is he a UC lean now that Satterfield? Like nobody thought that. And if Pierce Clarkson had chose not to come to Louisville, DeAndre Moore did the same thing. I don't think anybody would have thought that their next stop was going to be UC. It was going to be a variety. Like, I mean, Clarkson was going to go to UCLA. DeAndre Moore would probably be looked at by USC, Georgia, and Texas again. Like, it's certainly, I'm not going to say it's a terrible indictment on Satterfield. It's just confirming something that we knew all along. Texter says, you know that Braum was just salivating watching that Bosco game. Yeah, St. John Bosco, they win the state title. 45 to nothing. Uh, Clarkson and Moore hooked up for a, a long touchdown pass at one point. I mean, they were, I believe St. John Bosco now has finished number one 
in the national uh, on three poll. I'm assuming they're going to win a couple of other national titles. But yeah, best high school football team in America. We got four guys committed to us still. Sounds like we have a good chance of getting all four of them. Good work by Jeff Brom so far. Texas says, I've been on hold for over 40 plus minutes with Papa John's for my order that they never delivered. Thanks for keeping me from imploding. You're welcome. Good Lord. 40, at this point, just, just give up and call Domino's, man. Yeah, but you don't you get the money back. It's like, it's like 13 bucks, probably, dude. Papa John's going to be more than that. It depends what you get, I guess. I mean, me, I, I just get like just a regular large pizza for myself. Yes, I guess it is like 19 bucks, yeah. Texas, How did they screw it up, though? Did I don't forget? know. I mean, it reminds me of the Domino story that I had a few. Remember, like, they didn't have my pizza, and I called, and they're like, he was in an accident. And I'm like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, is he okay? Like, <laughs> it's right, I forgot like, about he's that. fine, but your food got destroyed. And I'm like, did you just forget my order? Because then it came, like, an hour late, and the guy was totally, like, I don't think he had any idea. I'm like, were you in an accident? He's like, no. He's like, did you just screw up my order and lie <laughs> about there, it? You, he looked like the only thing he accidentally did was fall into a bong. They just remade my food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, and I saw a Domino's truck pull up and slowly creep in front of my house and then just drive off. So I don't know what happened there. I, I at least think you got to give Domino's credit in that situation for like being somewhat creative with their, because in the for someone who's worked in the food industry and if we had Jenna here, you know, intern Jenna and she wasn't cussing, she can confirm this as well. Like, you're a server and you forget stuff, you got to creatively blame everyone else so it doesn't affect your tip. It's kind of what happened. I have thrown the kitchen staff under the bus more times than Payne's done to L. Ellis. This is a woman covering for him. Like she like put me on hold and then came back and she's like, apparently our driver was in an accident. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean. <laughs> It also puts you in a spot, too, where you can't get mad. She could have forgot to put the order in, though. Could have been on her. It could have been. Something happened. They they covered it up. Regardless, it took like an hour and 45 minutes for me to get my pizza. <laughs> I got nothing for it. <laughs> Texas, shout out to Tyler Harrell. Two catches for 18 yards in five games. Not four games, so he could redshirt, but five. Bama's treating him great. Yeah. <laughs> may have been a poor choice. I mean, <laughs> be tra- if he just sitting there waiting one more, you could come back. Texas Mike, it's time to talk basketball. None of us want to, but we got it. Why, why does everybody want me to talk about basketball on this show? Like, it just, does it not put you in a bad mood, too? Why, no, why would we want to talk about the, the positive things? We can have this conversation. Look, we know this ain't changing. We can have this conversation a million times between January and March. At least now we have distractions with football and volleyball and, and the women's team beating UK. There are other things to talk about. Talk in February, yeah, we're going to have no distractions. We'll have to talk about this godforsaken team. Like, for now, I'm trying to put it off as much as I can. No, I think the thing is that people just, just like when you watch like reality TV, just to see all the, uh, the just the, the people just the complete screw ups. You, you want the carnage. Yeah, you, you want the carnage. You, that's, what, that's what people enjoy. Texas says Trevor's palate is the same as a five year old. Well, yeah, we we've established that before. Unfortunately, it's the only thing I have matched with a five year old. Texas says I heard a rumor that Vince is leaving UK for Louisville. Also heard rumor Cal is joining Payne to remind Kenny that he won those games. It's a package deal. Says Trevor was right about Vince. I don't know which Vince he means. <laughs> Texas, tell Trevor that Caesar salad actually originated in Mexico. No, it was in like Greece. Mexico. No, Greece. <laughs> it's by that Caesar Geronimo, the dog whisperer. <laughs> You know, like at two brutai and stuff like that. At two brutai. Pubius. And do I never get credit for like at least knowing that? Yeah, I mean, it's, okay, it's a famous line. Well, thank you. But still, I mean, come on. It's me. Texas, I haven't cared about the Heisman since Tebow got robbed when he had the most first place votes, but all the Big 12 media didn't list him on their ballot, so he couldn't have enough points to beat Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy. I can't, I, my heart can't believe for anything that Tebow doesn't get. Tebow's fine. Yeah. 
He was banging Aaron Andrews in college. Dude. Texas Trevor can absolutely <laughs> add nacho cheese to a salad. What about a taco salad? Ah! <laughs> Thank no. you, my, my Texan attorney. That doesn't work. Yeah, what about taco salad? You can't do a taco salad. Well, I know I can't do a taco salad here, but the point is, is that cheese can be on a salad. Well, yeah. So why can't I put it on Blue my cheese salad? Is a salad huh? Blue cheese is a salad dressing. We already established that. See, yeah. So, I mean, nacho cheese should be one. Nacho cheese doesn't have oil or vinegar. It's, got, it's, it's close enough. Yeah. I don't, you know, how do you know it doesn't have... Again, I'm, are we talking about the same cheese? Because what about the cheese that you get from the gas station to put on your nachos there? That looks pretty oily to me. No. No. So, so if, I, I, if I add oil to my nacho cheese, I can use it? No. No, you can't use. You cannot put nacho cheese on a normal salad. I don't, why is that to be normal? Because that's the deal. You hate salad. Why? Why is it got to be normal? What are you? Are you? Are you, are you anti? Jeff Brom's going to leave the program if you don't do this. You're not with. You're just anti non-normal over here. Well, that doesn't seem very PC to me. If you ask me, we're gonna. Well, I'm not PC <laughs> when it comes to salad. I think you're about to get get canceled. You're make it cancel my salad takes. Yeah, you can't cancel this show. You can't. <laughs> it's got to be normal, right? Yes. You're talking about us, yeah, calling everybody else freaks. Okay, well, let's see. Yeah, nachos, nacho cheese on a, on lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah, would make you a freak. Those cheese like distributing machines that I, I just joked in reference to. I know you know what I'm talking about. The way yeah. you see it on gas stations, you see them at those yeah. cheap places, even ballparks. When I worked at the um, the one of my third or fourth uh, times I worked at the uh, coffee place, coffee beanery in the Mall St. Matthews, over at the corner of the food court. Uh, which we sold coffee, ice cream, nacho cheese, everything, you know. And all those things that go together. I had a guy worked with me. This girl worked with me at her, her boyfriend would come by all the time and hang out. And I, this is the only time I don't know if I've mentioned this before. He would get like, a, he'd just get a cup of cheese and eat the cheese with like a spoon. Uh, and he'd like just get a big cup and he'd just pour that cheese uh, in there. And I, I'm all for putting nacho cheese on anything. I'm trying to put it on a freaking salad for God's sakes. But there is a line I would draw on it, eating it straight. In, in, in literally one of the most disgusting things I ever saw. My grandma would talk about, um, she talked about World War II, and like one of the, the only things that she remembered is like they have, there were food shortages. And she said after the war ended, they, had had, they hadn't had butter in a long time. And she said the only thing that she remembers is her and her little sister just like eating sticks of butter whole. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, I guess if I hadn't had it in a long time, maybe, but and still. 60 years later, Adam Carell and uh, Jimmy Moore paying guys 50 bucks to do that on TV. Uh, yeah, uh, we got to go to break. Before we do, reminding you, if you have financial needs, hit up our guys over at First Bankers Trust. They offer a holistic approach to investing and asset allocation advice while focusing on rising dividend strategy for their clients. They also they're going to work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. Visit firstbankerstrust.com for more information on how they're going to make that happen. Getting the Cali Four back to Louisville, beating Florida A&M, making volleyball Final Fours, making money, keeping that money, doubling that money. It all starts with one word, trust. First Bankers Trust, firstbankerstrust.com. We'll come back. We'll take some more text after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here in 1450 The Big X.
Man on the moon If you believe There's nothing up this Nothing is cool Ever since I made the statement about uh, Ethan Hawke in Louisville Like more people are sending me pictures of Ethan Hawke Like out and about <laughs> Like at dinner have you, ever, what's the, have you ever ran into a celebrity randomly out, out and about? Like in Louisville? Uh, we'll say Louisville or, or anywhere else I mean, when I feel like like Final Four weekends in Atlanta and, and New Orleans. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of people there, yeah, especially down in New Orleans during the Final Four. Yeah, I yeah. got to meet like Bo Kid. Of course, people I maybe consider celebrities that others don't. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like Derby, I feel like I've, I've bumped into to people who are celebrities. <laughs> maybe it's because I don't go out enough. I don't. I never. But recently, just like walking around, I can't think of one off the top of my head. The closest I bring up always because I do have somewhat of an answer for myself is like the closest I guess I've come to it is like. Every day here in the studio. <laughs> That's what should have been your answer. Um, no, I was down in Orlando, and I was just like this this barbecue place next to the hotel. I just walked over there to eat, and I'm just sitting there by myself. And I look up, and like the table, like right next, right in front of me, is George Lynch and Larry Brown, and oh, nice. the entire basically SMU coaching staff because they were playing at UCF, and they were staying apparently in our hotel next next door. And I was just like, I know it's the only time I saw I've ever gone. So I guess I'd see people in the mall when I worked in the mall, St. Matthews. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I got to see, I saw Don Henley, Don, Henley, Don Mattingly, and uh, a few wrestlers, the uh, Mia Hamm. Of course, they all walked in and no one even acknowledged them in a sports store, which was felt bad for. But, like, I never once, like, said, you know, you know, asked for a picture. Or this Larry Brown's the only one I've ever gone to. I was like, I hate to bother you. I know you got dinner. I know you just got a big witness. We, is there any way I can get a picture with you? And he did. He was nice. I'm a Facebook page, actually. Nice. I was such a big Larry Brown fan growing up. So. Now, with all these Ethan Hawke spottings around town, the question has to be asked. Is A.J. Johnson a dead Poet Society fan? Look, I don't know what's going to happen with your head coach, but if you want to meet Ethan Hawke and go to a balloon glow on the same day, maybe see some lights under Louisville to make a cavern, only one place in America that can provide all those things for you. Louisville, Kentucky. I just... <laughs> I sent him that, t- t- that, that, that text. You know what he replied? What do you say? Kenny Payne. Captain, my captain. Nice. <laughs> Is there a trans- Who has to see the movie to know the lines, right? Is there a transfer quarterback out there? I don't know. Who may be interested in, in reciting some training day lines with Ethan Hawke? <laughs> the kid from Coastal Carolina. Just enter, <laughs> enter the portal. Can I interest you in a little Richard Linklater? You want to come over and meet the star of, of training day? Denzel Washington? <laughs> oh, no, my friend. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we can make it happen. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We haven't really mentioned it uh, besides in passing, but the UofL women's basketball team, they do go to Lexington yesterday, take care of business against Kentucky. 86-72 to is the final score. The Cards uh, never led by fewer than 10 from the second quarter on. It was pure domination. And this is a – the UofL women's team, when they've struggled this year, it's been kind of a similar story, at least the first three losses – all games where they felt like they were in control, they led, and then things just unraveled in a massive way uh, late in the third quarter and then going into the fourth. They kind of, they had a few 
sort of iffy moments in, the, in late in the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, but they never let the lead dip to single digits. Uh, it was nice to see them kind of get out to a, a good start, seize control early, and then maintain control through the entire second half. As mentioned, now six straight wins over Kentucky, three straight in Lexington, a place where they had rarely won before Jeff Walls got to town. And suck at UK. We're the better team. We t- Are you drinking coffee? <laughs> I love distracting you while you're doing something. It's just such a rare thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I was. I went to the kitchen to uh, grab a donut, another donut, uh-huh. a napkin, and I, this little, little Swiss Miss pack caught my attention. So you got a little dr- hot chocolate, a little hot chocolate, and I dropped a few uh, tootsie rolls in there too. Tis- oh wow, you like that? An artist. I know. <laughs> Is that okay with you? I know how you are a food police <laughs> over there. Am I allowed to do that? Tootsie Rolls and hot chocolate, okay. All right. I'll accept it. Now, if you try to claim like Tootsie Rolls are creamer, then I'd be like, no, I don't think that can work. But you can use them as creamer. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I did add one one pump of the French vanilla to it just to give it a little bit of a twist. And this is a, eclectic hot chocolate here. And then uh, I like the experimentation. Yeah, and then uh, add just a little bit of water to thin it out too, because I wasn't sure, you know, that what they man. Cared. And then um, as I was walking back, I saw the Tootsie Rolls there, so I just dropped a few Tootsie Rolls in there. You really are like a seven-year-old, just like dabbling. Like I'm like I'm like I love his creativity. He's showing a lot of promise. Like I, you don't know if it's good until you try it. It's actually not bad. There you go. Hot chocolate with tootsie rolls, try some? cream and water. No, thank you. Um, but I just noticed you sipping it. I'm like, is this like? Because I think we've had two TK coffee days in the history of the show. Was there? I thought there was one. No, I know there's been two. Okay. Because the first time I showed you how to use the Keurig. Yeah, and because I was I was draining, and you were like, yeah, you take it. And I was like, I like this coffee thing. I got all hyper, and I was up real late that night. You were, I, yeah. The, 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 yeah. The thing about your coffee days is both times it was like, like this. Where like you, you think you do it right at the beginning of the show because you knew you were dragging, but you chose to do it like the five o'clock hour, so we got one good hour out of you. I'm like, well, just go ahead and do it at the beginning of the show. I know. Yeah. For the record, though, people act like I've never drink. I used to drink espresso, just like take shots of them by the dozen. yeah. But you've never done it on the show. No, this was, this was this was in my late teens, early twenties. When I was managing, because I used to manage, I've managed two different coffee shops. So. No big deal. No big deal. Not to brag or anything. I mean, because they're closed. But but you understand why I got caught off guard when I saw you casually sipping something. <laughs> a cup that wasn't a Melio can yeah. or an Arby's cup. Yeah. I was thrown off. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Women's basketball beats UK. UK sucks. There you <laughs> Sorry, go. Done. Man. Done with the rant. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. I didn't mean to just. It's bad enough we didn't even acknowledge this game was happening all week this week, this weekend. Now I just taken a. You're going to give it its moment in the sun finally, the victory that it is. And I'd, I'd take it away from the ladies again because of my Tootsie Roll hot chocolate. Texas says this, this Tootsie Roll hot chocolate brings up an important point. Is TK Santa? <laughs> no comment. He's not. He's not. He's neither confirming nor I will, denying. I, I will. I will not conform nor deny. No. Uh, Texas Mike is right. If TK doesn't eat a salad that appeases us all, the U of a football program will fall. I think the fate of the future of the Brom era depends on the salad. Did he? Did, is that me or did he say that in rhyme? It's. I read it. It was written as a rhyme. Okay. All credit go, belongs to the text. Okay. I just want to make sure. I don't know if that was on purpose or not either. But if it was, bravo. Texas, I appreciate like after everybody's like all reading the text about people who are like, you got to talk about basketball. All the ones who are like, please. Just no. Stop talking about basketball. Bring up the sound some more. Texas, I honestly think the show is better right now for ignoring B-ball. That horse is dead as bleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, can, you can't beat a dead horse. You can't horse say anything anymore. else about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the only things that you can say are just like pile on stats. Like, the only the only thing that we have left to do is get to 363 in the net. You know, I, we could we could have a fun game with it. Like, okay, 
Like Wednesday's game last week, we had, you know, Lance throwing a pass off of Curry's head as he's trying to set his screen. Yeah. Sunday, we turned the ball over to open the second half, which, by the way, I don't know how many games you've watched in your lifetime. Myself, maybe combined, we've watched over a million between the two of us. I've never seen that before. What? Just turning the ball over to open up the second half. Just throwing it right away. Yeah. Throwing it right away. I mean, granted, Florida State did try to play some defense, and usually you don't see that, but it was, I mean, it was as token pressure as you're going to get. Look, you talk about setting the tone right out of the, the locker room. We did. It just wasn't the tone that you wanted to say. It was just very much a tone of, we're not going to do anything but lay down here. So my question is, with this game coming Wednesday night, is, I mean, we're setting the bar pretty high here. I mean, I'm almost not be able to pull both this thing. What what could we do that is going to literally make us go, I can't believe I just saw us do that on Wednesday night? Scoring on a basket. That's a great answer. On purpose. That's a great, like, not like a ball tipped not, in. Not purpose. But like we go, just go the wrong way and dunk. That's a great answer. That could happen. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all that is left. So I, we did. We left. We ended up leaving a little bit early for the volleyball game to get down. We had to take. Uh, we took John over to my parents' house and then went to the Yum Center. So I, the last like five minutes of the basketball game, I listened to on the radio, and I heard it was very much a, like we keep having these moments where you're like, "Is this real life?" Like I can't believe that this is what we're talking about. But Bob Valvano was talking about like Paul Rogers, like you had a good idea about how to make these games more interesting, and I was like, "Oh my god, here we go." He was ta- he was talking about giving this team like a golf handicap to where like if their handicap was 10 then at that point in the game they were only down by 6 when the reality was they were down by like 20. I was like this is the saddest thing. We won a national title 10 years ago and we're sitting here talking about needing a handicap to to be com- competitive in theory against a 1 in 9 Florida State team. It was like I'm driving I'm like I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, you know, credit to Bob for for thinking of things to make way to make this interesting. I'm like, are we doing this? How is this happening? I don't understand how the handicap worked in golf. Basically, if you're like a a ten handicap, like you get like like that's what like you consistently would shoot ten shots below par. So if you if like par is seventy two, so it's course, a handicap of the golf way of saying like averaging four points a game. Not really. Like if I if I if I if I average if I score like ten points a game. So I'm getting some. I'm, I'm ten points per game. Where if I'm shooting ten under par, I'm a ten handicap. Kind of, yeah. That's what if you shot like an eighty-two on a, on a par seventy-two. Like for you, that would be like shooting even par, like your own personal even par. You're playing to your your potential. You're playing like an average round for you. Is it PC to call it handicap still? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Mike on Trevor's Tootsie Rolls and Hot Chocolate. Oh, an artist. And Texas has no Mike, a stoner. <laughs> I'm kind of a little, I wish I had some whipped cream in here. Um, yeah, they have some in there, I think. Oh, do they? I think so. Now, is it like actual like whipped cream out of the can, or is it, we're not going to dry, dry whipped cream, right? Or is, that, is there such a thing? I don't know. Because, by the way, are you whipped cream or cool whip? As far as like what? Which, Which one do you, I prefer? Yeah. I can do either. I'm not a Cool Whip guy. I'm fine with Cool Whip. It comes in the, like the can, and yeah, you got to scoop it. I don't like it. it as much as like real whipped cream. Like I need it out of an aerosol can. Like that to me, that's like real cool, real whipped cream. I'm fine with either one, but I'm not picky. Texas, Plus, you get to whip it. Texas barista Trevor. I can see him yelling. I have a skinny blonde vanilla latte for Mike. <laughs> oh no, no, not for me. I do. I, I do have to order those though for Mary. Like Mary's very much the like. I feel embarrassed for ordering this. 
like go up there. I think that's just what she likes. It's like skinny vanilla latte with like non-fat cream, like one pump of it. Like I'm like, what am I doing here? And then and like, and I, don't, I still don't understand the sizes at Starbucks. And Starbucks is their adult milkshakes, which is fine, but it's just not. You're not getting coffee. So back in when I like could drink real coffee, I would never get Starbucks. But now I, I can understand. I like Starbucks. Well, I don't drink coffee. But now I, I never worked at a Starbucks. Um, I can't imagine you at Starbucks. No, no, they wouldn't. No, they couldn't handle me. They couldn't. Well, first of all, I would put them all to shame because I've worked in coffee and at the speed that I could make coffee, and I've seen the speed they make it at. I would. They would fire me just for making them all. You know, bad. coffee. Yeah, I could sit there and do a Starbucks. I could do ten Starbucks employees and with that, with stoned and drunk, and still oh. outwork them. Um, I need the stenographer to read that back right there. <laughs> I believe the statement was, I could do 10 Starbucks employees stoned and drunk. Yeah, well. I could just end the hour right there. Yes. We're done. Hour number three on the way next. Keep it locked right here. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take more of your thoughts and revisit some of our football discussion from the beginning of the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here with hour number three on 1450 The Big X. Tender, I really did it this time. Broke my parole to have a good time. When I got home, it was 6 a.m. The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bills. I think she was high on some pills. She threw my things out into the yard. Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard. And in my drunken stupor, I did what I should. Hour number three here on the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. 1450 and 96 won the Big X. A lot of positive things happening, even though the basketball talk keeps trying to drag us back. But we do have, I mean, maybe most positive of all, and you were watching this during the break, we have to give a shout-out. Our guy, your favorite, everyone's favorite, Bob Barker. Happy 99th birthday, still going strong. Still being fantastic. Could still kick Happy Gilmore's rear end. Could still just beat the absolute crap out of Drew Carey if he wanted to. Oh, he should. They still, he's he's still the Price is Right show host in my mind. Uh, he could still be doing it if he wanted to. There's a clip. I don't know. I, I'm amazed I hadn't seen this because I feel like I've seen them all. Maybe I haven't. I just forgotten about it where I guess he, this <laughs> girl's trying to figure out the numbers. Like She's got like the five numbers and you got to put them in order. Yeah. And <laughs> she keeps, there's one, there's only, she gets to use the number one once. And she just keeps putting it in there two, three times. She keeps having to scratch it around. Yeah, and scratching yeah, it out, scratching it out, and scratching it out. There are a few like that that are and all he's hilarious. getting just so, just, you can just tell he's getting so aggravated. And finally, he gets her to use all the numbers correctly, and she wins. It's <laughs> the best. And he just, you see Bob where he just, he just drops the mic and sits down. He's like, I give up. 
<laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, the man's the best. And also did not shamelessly hit on my wife when he was hosting Price is Right, which I can't say for Drew Carey. So, bark, Barker forever. Drew Carey never. Hate him. Well, but he but she, he wasn't there when Carey was there, right? Exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. Doesn't matter. I think Barker might have hit on Mary. Maybe. I think he hit on a lot of women there. <laughs> Still the man. Oh, yeah, yeah. He earned that right. Drew Carey yeah. did. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Which are you, would, does it, would it bother you when a celebrity hits on your wife? Like, do you, do you not, do you find well, that like it's Drew like, Drew Carey a, did, and I, it was kind of annoying. Well, but yeah, but do you like, do you kind of like hold that as like a badge? Like, yeah, that's, she's with me though. And that celebrity wants her. I mean, it's happened most, many times. <laughs> like, Walter McCarty was the most shameless. <laughs> and I didn't know, I had no idea at the time that Walter McCarty was, was married. He's like, you take care of her, well, I will. And I was like, don't you have kids at home? Like, what I? <laughs> and then Hines, a few months later, like, make, starts to make sense. I was like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, didn't, it, when, <laughs> nobody was less surprised when the, <laughs> when the Walter <laughs> Cardi news broke than I was because it happened like 15 times. I'm like, all right, Walter, this is, this is enough. This is enough. You ever had a, you had a lady celebrity hit on you? No. <laughs> like, what, like, what would be the, what would you think no. would be? Yeah, the best I'd probably get like is Judy Dench or something, but I mean, I would take Dame Judy Dench. You I kidding think, me? Yeah, I mean, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll get back there in just a second uh, to recap a little bit uh, of the show. Tomei thinks I'm cute. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yeah, like We've that. had plenty of talk about the things that, that have happened over the weekend. Uh, we started the show talking about Jeff Brom having a lot of success, hitting the ground running in his first few days as the Louisville football coach. If you missed the news um, at any point over the weekend, uh, cards get Ben Perry back. Out of the transfer portal, they did lose Dorian Jones today, which was a hit, but they get Ben Perry back, who uh, started 9 out of 12 games this past season. You figure we'll start next season uh, at linebacker as well. We also had uh, the Cards flipping a pair of Purdue commits with local ties. Sadiq Clements yesterday from Henderson County flips to the Cards, and then Micah Carter on Saturday, Sanex product, who never really even considered Louisville coming out of high school. Uh, he flips as well from Purdue. And then maybe most importantly, Jeff Brom and company, Pete Nocta was, was there as well, Go out to California on Saturday. They watch St. John Bosco win a, a state title and potentially lock up a national title. And then you've got Pierce Clarkson and his dad tweeting pretty much throughout the day on Sunday uh, in praise of Jeff Brom and, and Pierce confirming that he is still locked into Louisville, which hopefully would portend good things for the rest of his St. John Bosco teammates uh, who are locked into the cards. So props to Jeff Brom hitting the ground running here in his first uh, few days as a Cardinal head football coach. Uh, we also mentioned volleyball yesterday or Saturday. Taking out Oregon, getting ready now for the Final Four on Thursday, where they will play Pitt in the second meeting, third meeting between these two programs, which shared the ACC title. Both of them won on the other's home floor. Uh, we we talked about that's this year, but last year we swept them, right? Last year, I believe. Yeah, well, we, we didn't lose anybody last year. Well, obviously, Wisconsin. yeah. Duh. I should have kind of answered my own question. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned um, the women's basketball team taking out Kentucky yesterday, which I then got distracted because Trevor was drinking hot chocolate, but that did happen. 86 to 72 was the victory there. Now I got Tootsie Roll stuck at the cup, bottom of the cup. <laughs> I was wondering if that was it. The, 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 it wasn't going to dissolve all the way. No, I didn't think it would. But I thought like, it, 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 a lot of it. Well, I put like four of them in there, though. But I mean, uh, we mentioned Chris Beard too. That news you know, potentially affecting Louisville. We have not mentioned this, which was Mike Leach. Um, the, the news yesterday breaking about him being in, in extremely poor health. Mississippi State did serve up a, an update. Um, I want to say three, four hours ago, saying that he was still in critical condition. I know he got airlifted to a, a hospital that's about two hours outside of Starkville, um, which you know people are, are 
are speculating about what's going on with him. Nobody seems to know for sure. And Mississippi State did not release any additional details. But people close to that program, people who, who know Mike Leach have all said, I think the, the exact tweet yesterday was he's going to need a miracle. Um, but he is surrounded by family at this time. But that's still very, very sad news. Uh, say what you will about Mike Leach. He certainly has been a big personality that has – people have always had things to talk about him. And he's made college football more interesting – uh, in, re- in recent years, and even if you don't like him, do you? Uh, no, 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 you you never wish bad health on anybody. But you, no, uh, never. Good, healthy Mike Leach, you're not a fan of, right? Not the biggest. I mean, I, I always found I him always, entertaining, but in recent years, he's kind of he's made that move from like entertaining to just like curmudgeoning a little bit. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike him as much as a lot of people do. Okay, and see, I'm more the I love him as much as the, the people that love him do. I'm I'm a big Mike Leach, Mike Leach fan. I like he's kind of done a, sort of a Bayheim thing for me. Where, like I really liked him. Like I thought the the stories from his quarterback room at Texas Tech that was an athletic piece a few years ago was was wildly entertaining. I thought that was awesome. Uh, but like just recently, he's just kind of been more just old man angry, which happens sometimes. Sometimes you get older and you just you know you just I get, guess yeah. It's I, less like cute and less like intelligent and more just like I'm being kind of a chodge. It's one of my favorite like just in recent Mike Leach history of just randomly I was listening to, like XM Radio or whatever and they had it was like two in the morning and. They like they're like they bring on Mike Leach to have an interview. I'm like, well, there's nothing bad can happen here, right? This has got to be good. And, I mean, it was just the most he could tell us. He said he's just house. You hear family in the background, like doing like Christmas party stuff. I don't. It wasn't Christmas at the time. And like, I don't know why he like, starts comparing like quarterbacks and. I think he compares like Bryce Young to Tim Tebow. He's like, well, they look a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy's like, uh, coach. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he had some fantastic one-liners over the years. And I mean, yeah. Fantastic moments. Uh, but it, it's, it, it sounds... It's sometimes when I listen to Leach give interviews, and I love it. He's very entertaining. Uh, to oh, me, for sure. And it's the goofiness, and I'm like, how's this guy, like, just, like, a good coach? Like, I know he's, you can argue if he is or isn't, but, I mean, he's still, like, coach of a high-level Division One football program. Like, you, you hear this guy, and you're like, I wouldn't let this guy, like, make me a cup of coffee. It's fascinating hearing his quarterbacks talk about how like they didn't have plays like like he would just, he like wouldn't call plays like he'd be like you should know what to do and like they would just like snap the ball. When at the of, point of practice, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> like he's like, and we would you know our film sessions they would last like five hours and sometimes we wouldn't even we'd watch like two plays because he would just go off on tangents about other things. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the, his press conferences have to be like three hours long each. They're just what was the interview I saw where they asked him about the the cargo shorts or something? He's like, yeah, it's like the pockets. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, where do you keep those pockets? He's like. You know, some candy, maybe a sandwich. They're so, they're so, I can put anything in them. It's um, great. I love it. Well, here's hoping. Oh, he's well, yeah. Here's hoping some positive news comes out of this. It doesn't sound good, but uh, here's He's hoping. got pneumonia. Is that what it is? I mean? I, I've seen cardiac event is the other thing that I saw, um, which is there was a report from somebody close to him. He says, like, his family is essentially called in, like, hospice care, um, which is. Wow, that's, I mean. Not good. No, I know. I've, yeah, I've dealt with hospice. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? He's as of last night. They were saying, I mean, out of nowhere, somewhat, right? Yeah. I mean, it just it's it's unfortunate because just like like just like three or four days ago, I'm you know social media and people are bashing Leach because of the transfer player the guy who, by the way, is considering Louisville now. Like, is he really? The kid who put that statement out there talking about how I'm not not tough enough. Well, he's apparently a good player. Eh, well, I don't know. I mean, if, if you got to point that out, there's a reason why you better call, you got called soft. Well, I mean, or the coach is just kind of a chotch, and possibly you're better off without him. But he. Potentially, but I, mean, <laughs> I think a lot of guys get called soft that aren't really soft. It's just more of a, a coach thing. He, um, 
the, the, the same person who's reporting all this did say that he's had some some health issues for the last several months and kind of his doctors had kind of had told him like you need to, to change your lifestyle and he was just kind of ignoring them and then Sad. this happens but here's hoping for the best just hoping that uh, you know whatever he needs to happen yeah, I, need, I, I, I can't yeah. I can't be take the I can't have the pirate taken away from me in my sports I know. Life shit. I'm not ready for that uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, we, we've also talked about Trevor having to eat a salad, Trevor trying to weasel his way into getting uh, I'm not weasling. I, think I, want, I want a lawyer that actually went to law school, finished law school on this one. Like, can nacho cheese be considered a dressing for salad? I mean, you can consider anything a salad. You can consider, like, milk a dressing for salad if you wanted to. Okay. But it's not really a dressing for salad. We've already established this. The de- no, no, we, the no, there's no we here. Well, you got a little mouse in your pocket over you there? You asked me to Google it. I found the Google. It says it has to have vinegar no. and, and oil. And I still debate it. You established it. That doesn't mean we established it. What do it. you mean? I read the definition. I t- but then, but no, it's not, that's not the pure definition. Yes, it is. You asked me to Google the definition. Okay, but I that doesn't read mean, the definition. That doesn't mean I still can't use a substitute. What? Again, you said I could put cheese on the salad, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. See now you gotta go wordy on me. Blue cheese is fits the, fits the description. If if all I if if the, if, if I can put cheese on a salad, that doesn't mean I never. You didn't say I had to put shredded cheese originally. You're saying it now because you know where I'm going with this. Well, I said blue cheese too. Okay, so I can put nacho cheese and consider it my cheese. It's not a salad dressing. What if I put nacho cheese on it and salad dressing on it? No. It's like what if I put M and M's on it and salad dressing? Can I put M and M's on it? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Texas says, I'm a practicing attorney. I can come in and dispute the nacho cheese as a salad dressing case. <laughs> Is he on my side on this one? We don't know. Well, if you're on my side, you're hired. I feel like if you're gonna, not, you're fired. We're going to get a billion texts from attorneys now because they're everywhere. I mean, maybe, attorneys love this shit. Maybe we can come in on this one, unlike the hypnotist that didn't have the uh, guts to, to come in here. We're still looking for hypnotists. I mean, I, if anything, I'm, I'm only do I want to see if I can be hypnotized. I literally have questions of these people of like, where did you, where did you wake up one day and like, I want to be a hypnotist. I mean, Texas said, I've never heard anyone say cheese dressing when talking about a salad. Well, you hear a lot of things on the show that you've never heard anywhere else before. I mean, see if cheese dressing is in an urban dictionary. Something tells me if it is, it's not for what we're describing. Probably not. <laughs> uh, Texas says, uh, yeah, it looks like he sent the message of the. Looks like he's in comfort care. This sucks about my. It does suck. It does. That's, it's going to be sad. Yeah, that's is going to be very sad. Uh, Texas. What do you do your Mississippi State? I mean, good lord, no. he just had his one of the best. He just trying. He's finally gotten turned around up there yeah. too. Yeah. Texas says, uh, Trevor quote, I could do ten Starbucks employees stoned and drunk. Also, Trevor from this past hour, <laughs> like when I'm coming in the office. <laughs> yes. I mean, I could do. I can make. I can make cappuccinos and uh, and, uh, and circles around them. Wait, we knew right? what you meant. I don't even know what I mean sometimes. I know. I just black out half the time when I'm talking. Texas <laughs> says, um, "I don't even know what this means." Okay, maybe I do. Maybe yeah. Okay, I appreciate your attempts at optimism, but I'm here for the same reason old white people watch Fox News, and that's to get irrationally angry about things not working like they did when I was a kid. That they being men's basketball. Okay, I mean, sure. In case you were wondering, that was also the worst damn display of dodgeball I've seen in 40 years. Talking about what? 
Dodgeball. Texas says, Jeff Brom went 2-14 and 14 in his only season as the Louisville Fires head coach. Will Kenny Payne have more wins this season <laughs> than Jeff did as the Fire head coach? I remember the little Fire team. Do you think we'll win more than two games? I think so. Gotta hope so. I mean, where are they going to be, though? I, you know, I say that, and I just, I literally don't know. I mean, I haven't, I don't, we kid about A&M, Florida A&M, that, that is. Because God forbid we ain't probably beat Texas A&M. But, or Oklahoma a former Oklahoma A&M. But the. This is the only A&M we have a this shot This is the at. only A&M we have a shot at. And, maybe, I don't know, we could probably run, give Alabama A&M a run for their money. I don't think so. But I'm still not like, I'm not that confident still. Like, the, all the confidence has just been oh, Alabama beaten. A&M's won three in a row. They're, they're, they beat Lipscomb by four, who we play coming up. Coming up. They'd kick the absolute crap out of us. I'm, try, I'm trying to run out of other A&M's that are out there. If, 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 if we can't get Alabama, <laughs> we're not getting any A&M besides Florida. That's it. Uh, so, I don't I mean, I know we, we tease and we, we, we about, you know, we're going to win. This is going to be our win. This is our, yeah. That, they're winning the game. Are you they're confident? Be, yes. They're beating Florida A&M on Saturday. Tell me how. By being better. No, no, not how. Not, not how. I guess not how we're going to win the game. Because, but because I, I find I can't think of anything you could tell me that be believable in my mind. Because I've watched this team play too much. But how are you confident? As bad as we've been, Florida A&M has not played anybody closer than twenty-two points this season. Anybody? I feel like this is. They been- have a win over a non-division one team in overtime, Albany State. But like Miami. So they're due. I know Miami beat us bad. Miami also beat them by 26. Georgia just beat them by 22. Florida beat them by 40. Portland, who's not good, beat them by 40. Oregon State, who's terrible, beat them by 17. Oregon, who's okay, beat them by 45. They, they, they I feel like we've been down this path before with, other, with another team on the schedule, though. We will not beat them that badly, but we should beat them. If we don't, like, I say this not joking at all. If we can't beat Florida A&M on Saturday, assuming we lose to West Kentucky on Wednesday night, mm, we may not win a game. Like, like that's it's been a joke going on. But if we can't, this is the worst team. We'll this is one of the worst teams that we have played ever in Division One. That is not. I know. Ball. I know you're not joking, and I I'm shouldn't not be. Joking. La- I shouldn't be laughing, but I almost literally 100 agree with you. And the fact that we're even discussing like Ken Palm still has us winning by 15, which I'm not. I would bet the under there. I'd, I'd take the, the the Rattlers to cover. But we should win this game. Now that they do have a game before they play us, they play a non-division one team. Edward Waters, one guy, uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll see how that goes for them. Maybe they have a little bit of momentum coming into the Yum Center on Saturday. But it's not a game that we should lose. Even after a while, I know we should still not. We should, if we can play the three teams that we played at the beginning of the season to within one point, which is a <laughs> pathetic statement. We should be able to beat Florida A&M. Such a sad state of affairs. Every that statement that you make is sadder I mean, than the last. I get it almost it. just makes me slightly both cry and die at the same time a little bit inside. Oh, my soul has been dying this entire <laughs> yeah. season. Something that I've loved my entire life, having to see it in this state, is soul-crushing. If I couldn't make jokes about it, I would just cry every day. It's awful. I, I lo- I, you love when I make references that no one gets, but I think you may get like this one, like when, and I may have made it before, the American Dad reference, where Stan has to go like in the, to Roger to find his conscience. And he, in his mind, he gets there, and it's like this little poor little guy in a cage. Yeah. He's like all withered up. And that's that's like that. That is that is the right now inside of me. That's like my soul of us winning. My that that is my my hope of us winning. And there was a time we're not losing to Florida. Anymore. There was a time just just not too long ago 
where little bright-eyed Trevor was like a doe waking up for the first time trying to stand and had hope that this team would show improvement and had hope that this team would, you know, somewhat find it and, and click a little bit and his coaching staff would come together. And, and no, 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 just like. We haven't come close to covering a spread all season. Oh, God, no. I, and, and I'm a man of my word. What I tell you on Friday, that line is anything around 10, drop two bills on it. I saw somebody I saying did. if you had bet $100 on Louisville, against Louisville, every game this season, and then just, like, let it ride to the next game, you would have turned that $100 into, I think, 38000 at this point. Like, that could have been you. You could have just quit this job. I'm going to start that right now. I'm taking I'm taking the 400 I won on Saturday. I'm gonna put it on Western. The thing about Vegas is they keep trying to overcorrect too because the you know the the algorithms like Ken Palm like I always read the the Ken Palm like the spread is almost always exactly there, and in recent games you know it's had like us losing to Miami by seven and Vegas is like we learned our lesson here, 13 and a half is the opening spread and then it's still not close to being good enough like Miami beats us by 27. This it's is like, the 18 football year y'all over where every week They I'm, can't correct enough. Yeah, they were like, I think by the end of the year I think I think the biggest spread we were getting like um, what was Clemson maybe like 35 or something and I was like And we lost by 61. Yeah, I was like 30 that's it. Okay. What was the I think you did nail it one week though here in our pick 'em which I won. Uh <laughs> was, the, was the IU Ohio State game. And I remember like what what's the line you're like 42. Yeah. Like I thought they were. I'm like they're overcorrecting way too much on this one. No way, right? 42. Let's go. Ohio State win. IU covers. I think did Indiana win that game. Indiana lost the game like 54 to seven. I think. Yeah, they 54 three. Yes, they got it. IU cover. I did not they cover. It. They knew it. But I still think going back to the original question, I, we're winning more than. We had an original question. Yeah, are they going to win more games <laughs> than Jeff Brom's two and 14 record with a Louisville Fire? I think yes. How about this? I think they're going to beat Florida and M. And I think best case scenario is your. Need to see the ball go through the hoops. Analogy proves to be correct. They just need to get that one win to get some confidence. They turn right around. They beat Lipscomb. Little streak. Okay, there, there's right. There. Little streak. Two there. games in a row. Mini streak. Little mini streak. That's two in a row. That's called a winning streak. We've done it before. And then I think they win at least two games in the ACC. Has anyone, when's the last time somebody went winless in the ACC? BC did it. A few, Pitt did it a few years ago. Too. Did they? Okay. And then BC did it because you had the kid who got asked after the ACC tournament loss about like his favorite memories from the season, and he was like, "Just going to get food." <laughs> one of the saddest but funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Don't kept, remember. Look that one up. I oh god, it's great all the time. Like somebody's because people use. It <laughs> I'm before, sure I saw it when it happened. I just forget about well, people, it. Now. It became like another meme that people used when like uh, during lockdowns during COVID at the beginning when they were like, "What are you looking forward to most?" And he's like, "Just." <laughs> Going to get food. Would you be offended or a proud if you did something on television that got turned into like a comedy meme? I think it would get annoying after a while. Like, would you annoyed by would, your, you? Would, yeah, I wouldn't want it. Would you wouldn't brag about it a little bit? No, it would. After a while, you'd get tired of it because then you just you're just known as that guy. But still, I mean, you know, yeah, 2016 wants- Boston College went 0 and uh, 19 if you count the ACC tournament, and Pitt. I know they didn't win a game, and that that was the. The last year of Stallings was the year where he's like, they said I had to pay $100,000 for my guys. I thought they won a game that year. Pitt that year? No, they went 0-19. They were really bad. Yeah, as an overall team, I think they only won two or three games, though, didn't they? No, they won, they won eight games. They oh, were, they did win oh, eight? They were 8-5 eight and five going into conference play. Once again, it has never been. We have the worst start after losing to Florida State. Here's the one fact that we didn't. The worst start in the history of the ACC to a season. No ACC team has ever gone 0-9 to start a season. We did it. And we did it in less than a decade in the conference. You're welcome, Atlanta. What was Coast that? Conference. What was that? BC's overall team record that was 0 16. They won seven games. 
it's possible we could not only go winless in conference, but own the worst overall record in ACC history. We have a shot to be the worst ACC team of all time. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I history. Mean, I, this, the history makers this is the hashtag for this team. I don't know if you can go back. I mean, we're good. I don't know if any team ever won like less than five total games in a season as well as going winless in the conference. Probably back when they played like 11 games. Like There was probably like a three and eight NC State team at some point. Maybe, I guess. But in the modern era. But even even then, you don't you don't count. I, mean, I don't know. NC State probably wasn't that bad, but yeah. I mean, that, that BC team, looking at the record now, they at least like beat, like they didn't. They, they beat the bad teams on their schedule in the non-conference portion of the season. <laughs> this is how bad it is. That's what I'm saying. Like We're beating Florida A&M, though. How do we get on basketball again? How does the, the text line just does this? They trick me. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we started on basketball, took a left turn at something at Albuquerque, and ended up talking something else, and then now we're back to basketball. That's how it works. <laughs> Texas says, can we somehow bring the uh, mercy rule, rule for our men's basketball team? Is that a thing, right? Yeah, well, in my house, we used to call it a dubbing. You get down by 20, you're Oh, that had to be exactly 20. Yeah, you get, you, you get you lose about 20, you pass the sticks. Texas says, uh, for TK's consideration, it's a link to hot bacon dressing for a salad. I mean, you can put bacon on a, on a donut. You can put cheese on a salad. Eight slices of bacon, one and a half cups of white sugar, Three teaspoons cornstarch, salt, vinegar, water. It's I mean, got to be good for you. You had me a bacon. It sounds great. Can I put bacon on the salad? Sure. Hey, what? So, well, so the limit bacon. is nacho cheese? Bacon bits. You cannot put nacho cheese on a salad. That, is, that, is that the only thing I'm not allowed to put on it? Well, no. There's more. I mean, you can't put, like, chocolate chips. Why not? Because it's not a salad. What? what, what? I mean, seriously. What, what? This has to be a real salad. You... you <laughs> You you made the statement. When did when did, when did salads become like the child porn of food? It's like I can't define it, but I can tell you what it is. I see it. I don't think that it's child porn. That's <laughs> how that statement goes. I think it's just porn. Thanks for making it very weird. I mean, maybe that's where the salads salads have gotten the reference of, of adult talk. Let's but I mean, quickly move on. I, I mean, I just don't get why the can't. You can put this, but you can't do that. You can't do this, but you can. I mean, I just. I mean, you can For do all anything, things, it's just not salad. I mean, as I, as in the salad, the only thing I have to be determined is, is the base is lettuce. Isn't anything else just doesn't matter? I mean... As long as the base form of the, the, the meal is sal- is lettuce and then it's a salad. You can put, like, Coke in cereal, and it can be cereal, but it's not, like, that's not the traditional way of eating it. Why does it be tra- Why would it have to be traditional? Because you, you know what you, you know what you're doing. Do it for Jeff. I thought you loved Jeff Braun. I do. I, I thought you loved Cardinal football. Now you're trying to skate out of this. Now, I'm not trying to skate out. I'm just trying to find out the parameters of what I'm allowed and not allowed to do. It's going to be a traditional salad. You don't even have to have dressing. Well, now, now, see, now, now, now if it's a traditional salad, so I have to put, like, tomato chunks? and, and No, you don't have to have tomatoes. Okay, so a traditional salad would just be a bed of lettuce, correct? I think you need to have at least four things that go in a salad. Okay, so lettuce, does that count lettuce or not? No. Yes. But Let, lettuce should, lettuce lettuce should be can like, count. okay, I mean, it, it's, it's not a salad without it, but, um, okay, so lettuce is one. You can have shredded cheese if you want there, some kind of cheese. Some kind of cheese? Yeah. Not nacho cheese. <laughs> what about, what about, what about queso? <laughs> That's what I said earlier, no. That's technically not nacho cheese, though. You, no, you cannot have, put queso on your salad. You need at least one raw ingredient. Hmm. It's a tough one. Because most meats I eat raw are not going to be good. 
You can put like croutons on there, but you have to have like one other thing on there. Tomato. No. Cucumber. Yeah. I mean, part of this is doing something that you're steak, not Steak, right? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, if I put steak on it, how about I trade you steak for nacho cheese? You can put steak on there. That's fine. How many? How many pieces of steak? Uh, pieces? I was talking about actual whole ones, but okay. Have <laughs> like 11 ounce sirloin on there. <laughs> It's just turning into just a debacle. And for the record, that's not I've I've seen that be I've seen that done before. Big Show came into the uh, Lone Star down in Bowling Green and asked for three three large steaks on a salad. Why just not get? Th- why wouldn't you just get three large steaks? I don't know. Maybe one of the lettuce too. Just make himself feel better about himself. I guess so. <laughs> Texas says uh, Mike. Didn't really bother asking, dude. He's seven feet, like three hundred ninety pounds. You tell him no. Texas, Mike, you bring up a good point about Satterfield not being able to win with his great class potentially. Some people say pain needs talent. Do you think it's that simple? When you're this bad, nothing's that simple. It's why I keep, you know, people keep wanting to, to place the blame on this this group, this group. You know, it's it's 100% Kenny Payne. No, it's 100% the players. When you're 0-9 and you're not remotely competitive against any of the power conference teams on your schedule, it's everybody. It's everybody. Agreed. Everyone's, this, yeah, there, there's... Everyone's to blame. Everybody. Like, is the talent at a level where it should be for Louisville basketball? No. We knew that going in. Is the talent at a level where we should be 0-9 and setting records literally every single game? Of course not. The blame, there's plenty of blame to go around for what's happening right here. And it's why, like, I, I keep mentioning talking about this basketball team is the same conversation over and over and over and over because everybody's already made up their minds. Like we know that this isn't going to change dramatically. They, I, I think they're going to win a few games this year. I don't think they're going to get to like 10 wins, but I, I would expect them to win at least three, four, five, six games, but nothing's going to happen to change people's minds at this point. You've got one group that is like, this is a complete disaster. Kenny Payne seems lost. Red flags are everywhere. I don't think this is going to work out. And then you've got another group that it doesn't matter. Like, things could get even worse. And Kenny Payne keeps saying, like, we're not at the bottom yet, uh, which is is terrifying. But things could—we could start losing every game by 40. We could go 0-31, and some people would say, Kenny Payne inherited a dumpster fire. This is not on him. He's got to get his own guys in here. Just wait and see. His own guys in here. Like, it's it's a stale conversation at this point. Like, I I think that— I think that if you're not at least entertaining the idea that maybe Kenny Payne— is not the guy who can get Louisville. I mean, we're not talking about just like next year getting Louisville basketball back to winning like nine, 10 games, but we're talking about eventually being the guy who can get them back to being national title good. I think if you're not at least entertaining the idea that maybe he's not that person after watching what we've watched for the last month and a half, I don't know what to tell you. And I know that there are some people who just aren't going to stray from that position. And I'm hopeful that he can be that guy, but I'm not here. I'm not willing to sit here and, and, and say that I'm not at least, contemplating the idea that he's not and i don't know how you can't be you know, the only thing it does though kind of worry me about is that when we do get some talent if kenny Payne's the right guy to, to be good enough to even with talent to get us win. that's what we're saying that's, that's, i mean that's the question like, I, I know the I fact mean, that we're not getting any better is a huge red flag and and and, 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 and you're right i mean you can't and you can't blame all the no wins on just just the coaching even though i think a lot of it i think a majority leans to the coaching side of things but because I mean, this team isn't. Yeah, I know it's not very talented, but there's there's but it's, there's enough talent in this team not to be where we're at, and that we lose where we're at, and it's just 
People keep talking about where we were so bad last year. We were so bad last year. We won 13 games last I mean, year. We were 10 and 4 at one point last year. I've seen. And it was the worst team of our lifetime. I sat through every. I didn't watch. I listened to radio because I, I worked the board for it. But I sat through every. I listened to every game of Tom Crean's first season at IU. And by the way, props to Tom Fisher because I mean, I, I'm one. After some games after that, I just wanted to go back. Poor guy, a hug. And that team won what like. Seven games, eight games overall, I think, that year. They played hard, though. and That, that was, was the big thing. That was a team whose best player they found playing pickup ball right before the season. I did the Tyson. Their starting power forward was a guy named Tom Pritchard who looked like just every common white dude in the, that's in every movie that, that and his coach that, that's, that's got it will be Goldberg as the head coach. Yeah, that team went 6-25. and 25. And that team had no talent. I did that the, team, our, we had more talent than that team did. I did the Tyson Tate show, and he was talking about he grew up an Indiana fan. And he was like, I would watch those Indiana games, and I'm like, these are guys that I grew up playing with, and that I was better than. Oh like, yeah. He's like, and he was a walk on at Ohio State, and he's like, if I'd gone to Indiana, like I would have been like, starting for that team. He's like, he's like, he's like, I, he's like, that's how bad they were. But they played. He's like, I watched that. I, I watched those games. They played hard as hell. He's like, I watched Louisville play. There's no effort yeah. ever. And I'm like, yeah, that's the big difference. That's, like, and we I'm, don't play hard at all. I didn't get to watch. I didn't watch. But as I said, I listened because I worked. I were in the board for, for at Cumulus at the time for them. We were the home of the IU. And so I would listen to every game, pre, post game, and I mean, it's just the fact that team won six games, and we probably are—I I kid you not—go back and look at—we probably are three times as talented as that team. Agreed. And that team won six games. Jack Lingall took over a Marshall team whose the entire team was wiped out in a plane crash, and in six months he won two games the next season. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. That guy won two games. And he, He's coming off a six-month plane wreck where 75 people die. And he still won two games next year. We can't even, we can't even beat that. People are, by the way, I'm just looking at this now. People are very upset with you about the salad thing. They want you just to, to man up. No, I'm going to eat a salad. I'm just trying to figure out the criteria here, Texas people. TK, you're not getting out of salad. The fans are no, going to hold you this forever. I'm Texas not says TK out. wants to make his salad look like Will Ferrell's plate of spaghetti and elf. Texas says <laughs> tomato chunks. Is. Who's ever said that? Texas <laughs> says Trevor, quit being a whiny baby and eat the GD salad. Oh, then let me put... Texas says lettuce, cheese, bacon bits, grilled chicken. You can do that. Why does that have to be grilled? Does it, well, you grilled or fried. I'm, not, I'm good either way on that. Texas says we're now doubting your fanhood, Trevor. Follow the universal salad rules or you hate Jeff Brom. What? Texas says, is Trevor a Welcher? <laughs> no. No, no, no. That's no Te- one, the only thing I Welch is grape soda. Texas says, Trev, just add two pounds of shredded cheese on the salad, then zap it to melt it. Mike never said how much cheese is allowed. <laughs> can I go the, the, the skyline chili mode? But it's like, does chili count on a salad? No. I mean, I won't put beans in it. I'll make it real chilly. Texas, if Trevor keeps bitching, the salad might need kale, red, radish, and broccoli with anchovy dressing. Anchovy. <laughs> what was the other thing in there? Texas, would TK give it, eat a salad to give us one guaranteed win of his choice this season in basketball? Hell no. He wouldn't even do it for a national title. I'm not wasting a salad on a. The win only for this thing team. that would make him eat that he he agreed to do, eat a salad because we played this hypothetical game a million times since we started doing the show was Jeff Brom coming here. Listen, that's I'm how not, we got to this point. If I agree to all these things, it just it makes it less important when I do agree to it. Texas Trevor, please just eat the salad and give us some joy. Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Just me watching me suffer through eating something I don't want bring you joy. Yes. What are you? What are you how many seasons this is of the fe- entertainment? Just not a question, Texas. How many seasons of Fear Factor do you have on DVR? The people want to see you suffer. This is Entertainment One Hundred and One. They hate you. They want to be suffer. Well, hang out with me for two hours during a basketball game. When can we do the salad? My poor, my poor mom thought I was getting so. She came into the room there on Sunday on Saturday, and when I asked me what I was yelling at, 
Because I kept screaming at the TV. At least you're still yelling. That's more than I think most people are at this point. I mean. Can we set Friday as the day for the salad? Well, I, we got we got to establish the, the parameters of, you know, what I'm going to do. Like, first of all, where am I getting this from? What kind of lettuce am I talking about here? Iceberg, normal. Where would you like to get it from? <laughs> Callister's. Uh, that was a weird random point. I was thinking places I could pick it up on the way over. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Right next to my house. <laughs> I was like, that was a very random thing. Does anyone work at a place where they could donate a salad? I mean, where's a good... Also, here's the thing. I want to ask Jeff. He's part of this, too. He needs. I want his opinion on where he's, his favorite place to eat a salad is. Okay. I'm not saying I'll pick that guaranteed blindly, but... I think it should be part of the the idea. Maybe Jeff doesn't eat salad. Listen, I'm going. He's I, he shouldn't because he's a good man. Chick Fil A Southwest salad. Texture sauce. I don't know if I like the word Southwest being in there. Garlic herb ranch dressing. What was the he option? You won't, won't do ranch. Hold on. What was the other one though? There's a garlic. Garlic herb ranch is the dressing. I've never. There's a garlic dressing. Yes. No, I've never heard that option before. Garlic herb ranch is the name of the. Oh, dressing. Gar- oh, yes. okay. You won't do the ranch though. No, no, no. I mean, first, and for the record, I thought you were saying garlic or ranch. No. I didn't know the herb was in there. I like herbs. So, I mean. Texas, what if we all ate a salad in solidarity with Trevor? Can I make the salad out of devil's lettuce? No. <laughs> if you need to get high before you eat the salad, you can do that. Uh, I mean, I have had to eat devil's lettuce before. It sucked. You don't have to say that. <laughs> I've also eaten one salad before. This, so, that's, yes, if I'm sorry, Texters, I'm not welching. I don't, first of all, A, I don't welch on bets. I swear to you. I'll bet you I don't. <laughs> and second, this is the second don't salad. Don't you still owe me $40? <laughs> it's like 80 actually. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite text of the weekend was, hey, at least the basketball team covered 50. <laughs> but this is the second salad in 42 years I've ever consumed. The other was, again, I've mentioned, not a very ignorant, drunk bowling bet. But, and that person, by the way, would not let me put cheese or meats on the salad. I'd eat it like lettuce and just basically lettuce and... You just need to stack up here and make yeah. this happen. Like but I want, I want to make sure this is right. Maybe I eat this and I like this salad because I put so much work into getting it done that I like salads and maybe I move forward. Maybe. I doubt it, but... I know, yeah. It's not, that's not the point. That's not what this is. This is you sacrificing... <laughs> To the gods for bringing Jeff Bravo. That's true. I shouldn't like it then, right? That's what it is. This is you're, you're putting yourself last here. <laughs> By the way, on the shredded cheese, does it have to be like cheddar? Can I go like a Colby mix? You can do that. Yeah, you can do like three cheese. Pepper jack? Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show. 502-414-1450. More of your texts here before uh, we wrap up here. It's the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
back in. Monday edition of the Rutherford Show. Final segment here. Celebratory We've got a lot of positive stuff to talk about after a, a good weekend of Cardinal sports. Outside of, again, the men's basketball team. But there's a walk away for men's basketball. And a lot of salad talk the last segment because Trevor's trying to welch on his No, team. I'm not. I, no, I would. Okay, listen. When, when you want to do it, you name it, I'll eat it. Hey, I'll, you don't mean that. What, when, what day do you want to do the salad? Friday. This Friday coming up? Yes. Okay, we're doing it Friday. Where are we getting it from? I don't know. Should I go on DoorDash? Sure. All right. So Friday, Friday, what hour? I think we got to do it early. Why? I don't want to ruin the whole show. I mean, maybe four o'clock. Four o'clock. Because I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to like. Come, this will be the day before we play the bowl game and Florida A and M, big day. But I think this is more important than the bowl game. I think we don't win the bowl game unless you eat the salad. Okay, so Friday, and we got to beat A and M because of you know eating the salad. So the salad will be all the key to everything. Rattlers hate salads. <laughs> We know this. <laughs> this sucks too because Florida A&M's like, I don't know, I've always kind of been a fan of Florida a a little bit. Why? <laughs> you really want to know? Did you play with him in a video game or something? Yeah. There you go. I got two words for you. Kyle Gill. That's why I enjoy Maryland Eastern Shore. I took Florida a oh God, this was like early 2000s. When, you know, you could move um, D2 schools up into D1 on, uh, on the old college football video game. I don't know if you know this or not. And you could put them in different conferences, so I took I took A and M because I thought or I thought it was kind of cool with cooler colors and the logo was kind of cool and they do have cool colors yeah and this I was kind of cool looking I was like it's in Florida so I put them I, I think they, I put them in the SEC and took out Vanderbilt and just had to build them to a powerhouse and I bring up this name because it's a random recruit that the game created but Kyle Gill my quarterback he recruited Kyle Gill. by senior year we 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 won our first SEC title. Uh, Texas Mike, do you think we're pretty locked in for getting Austin Reed as quarterback? And if we don't, who do you think we should go after? I think we're pretty locked in to getting Austin Reed. I, that, from what I understand as well, yeah. And, I, I mean, there's not – did I initially say I wanted, like, Dennis Leary more? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that's just because I also, you know, that was just right off the top of my head. I'm I'm very content with Austin Reed. Mary, by the way, texted in. She says she, she, she thinks that you're not going to hate the salad as much as you think. Okay. I mean, that's – I mean, I've had a lot of women have told me that in life. And it turned out to be right. <laughs> Texas, you've got to you've got to start the salad eating early in the show because it may take him the whole three hours. No, Texas Friday is also U of L's commencement. I don't know why that Trevor eating a salad is sending the kids off into the world on the right note, but sure, well, we'll it tie that commencement? in. Commencement. It's graduation. It's graduation. Why don't you call graduation? Because it's the commencement ceremony. Was it like Latin for graduation? Yes, it's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Texas, who did you say was visiting UK this week? Uh, Mike, uh, Devin Leary, the Ethan NC Hawk. State quarterback. <laughs> uh, Ethan Hawk. Texas should be a Cobb salad with blue cheese dressing. Not in, ugh. First of all, blue cheese is disgusting. Don't don't put that near it. And I don't like I don't like uh, in Cobb salads the one with the eggs. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like raw eggs. Texas, which is more hilarious: Illinois getting blown out at home by twenty to Penn State, or Brad Underwood making a making a fart noise into the mic in the post game press conference? I hadn't seen that, but I like it. I haven't seen it either. He actually farted. He just made the noise. I think he just made a fart noise. <laughs> Underwood's antics are hilarious. I do enjoy them. I, anybody that's against the grain or the norm that in college in college basketball or football, I'm happy with. Texas Trevor, where? 
Where do you get your sticky icky? I promise I'm not from the FBI. <laughs> don't, I promise I'm not that's from exactly the FBI. That's exactly what an FBI agent would say. <laughs> <laughs> Mount Vernon exit, Illinois, baby. Texter says, question of the day. Guarantee only victory this year is beating Kentucky and Rupp, but Kentucky guarantees to win the national championship. Or I don't understand this question. Or Louisville going 0-30. Uh, I don't get the whole roundabout, but I do. we've already lived this in 98, I think. Yeah, we won. We beat them. We beat them, and then they Again, went on to win. only 20-loss season in history, and yeah. they, won, they won the national So, team. I mean, we've already been down that road, so, you know. All right, so uh, here's the question I think he's asking. Would you rather go 1-30 with your only win being over Kentucky, but they win the national title, or 0-31, but UK doesn't win the national title? Because the first option... Granted, they do win a national title. is pretty hilarious. If they was they was that one time, we go one and thirty. Yeah. Our only wins over UK, but they win the national title. We go or or we go zero and thirty one, but UK does not win the national title. Um, I'd rather go zero and thirty one and they not win the. National I think title. so too. As funny because as here's it would the thing, be, it would it'd be fun. But I don't want, that, but historically they still get that. that and there, and and I know. Listen, I I kind of. I mean, it's the the again the whole uh, eighty six versus and ninety eight thing. You know. We won the national title. We won the state title. Right. Um, type Because even if the, we are their only win that year, and I've had UK fans in football, I remember back in the day, you know, I'll, we can beat UK as long as we beat UFL, and that's it. I don't care if we lose, lose every game the rest of the year. Well, unfortunately for Kentucky fans, that's what did happen that yeah. year, uh, including losing to a, a D2 year in the first year in D1 in Louisiana Monroe. But, you know, I can brag about, but it's more of I I don't want. I'd rather take away their bragging of being a national champion than just beating their national champion. Same. So it makes sense. Terry says, "Mike, do you remember the Mike Leach cameo on Friday Night Lights? Yeah, he's at the gas station. He says he, he brings up Swinger Sword, like referencing his book back in the day. I saw that clip on uh, on on Twitter uh, earlier today. Did you? Because he made an appearance. Mac Brown made a cameo at one point. I wondered if that was real because I haven't got to that part. I, I'm no, I'm. Never started season three, really, because... You need to. Season two just was that bad on me. It really irritated me. Three, four, and five are great. <laughs> but, uh, so that is part of the actual scene in the show? Yeah. He shows up? Was that... Just, Makes a cameo. Was he still at Texas Tech at that time? Yeah. They have... That was the thing. And like, Mac Brown was the coach of Texas. He makes a cameo on the show. Okay. Um... Texas, damn it, Brom uh, is here. Lo- the longer you wait, the more you're tempting bad mojo by not eating the effing salad. I mean, it's hadn't been a week, people. Chill. Texas, after pulling at Chris Weber and costing the Cincy, Cincy the game by calling a timeout that he didn't have in OT versus Xavier, Wes Miller might be more suited to be the head coach at Michigan than at UNC. They, I mean, they, to be fair, they shouldn't even been in that position. That four-point play was absurd, but whatever. Texas, I've got two volleyball things. One, what's our record against Pitt this year? I can answer that. One and one. Text uh, two. Do either of you know the extremely good freshman player at Texas that is from Louisville? No. There was a Texas player from Louisville. I didn't either. I'll be perfectly honest. I know that Manuel, because uh, Patrick always tells me about it, has like a incredible player who's not going to go to Louisville, and he said he told her if if Louisville wins the national title, he has, she has to change her commitment. I mean, like, I'm just look, looking at the roster just quickly off the reference page, and unless he transferred to a like a different school, like you know. Um, your boy from that well, was this is volleyball. Sent, oh, volleyball. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at basketball. My bad. They said two volleyball questions. I got sorry. I got distracted. My bad. Um, well, hell, I would definitely wouldn't know that then. <laughs> I was like, I, I would have known there's a. <laughs> yeah, you were like, look at that. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it looks like um, Madison Skinner is from Kentucky, but no, that's not right. 
I don't know who it is. I, I, blind spot. No idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Let me know, Texter. We'll know when she comes home crying to her mama that we beat her. I like that. Way, way to tie it in. Way to save us there. Uh, Texter says, uh, Heine Bros over Starbucks any day of the week. Never, you know, I've never been to Heine Bros. Really? Uh, and, and I feel like I'm like... Not, They're everywhere now. I, I, they, they are. Like, I, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I feel like that was kind of like the when I see people like pro Honey Bros over, they kind of make me feel like they're Honey Bros is like kind of the undercool hipster like, place to go to in Louisville that you don't you're too cool for Starbucks so you go to Honey Brothers. It does kind of remind me of the South Park episode where they're like, <laughs> like this 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 Starbucks coffee is really good. It doesn't have that bland raw sewage taste that Tweaks coffee does. <laughs> I forgot about that. I remember that episode. Oh man, there's a active shooter at the Jefferson Mall. Yes, oh. uh, that that has been brought to my attention as well. Not great. Patrick actually brought that up to us. Did he? He didn't say that, that text. Well, I mean, why, why is he not in studio? What, 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 why are we paying this guy anything? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You're we're the one, not. You're the one double date with him on the weekends at volleyball events. <laughs> I thought we were close. I thought we were cool that way. <laughs> he did call me one time from like he was out in, out in the West Coast. I was like, why are you calling me, Patrick? At like one in the morning, he goes, you're the only one I know would be up. Like, <laughs> it's a good reason. Touche. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Texas Trevor won't put won't eat anything on a burger, but we'll put twenty we'll put twenty five things in a hot chocolate. <laughs> well, I mean, we, I, I, I put stuff on burgers. The most I put on a burger would be cheese and bacon. Well, no, but I, one of my I like the burgers at uh, Smoky Bones. They they put pulled pork, onion tangers. Uh, and cheese on the on it all at once. Maybe ba- I, I didn't put bacon under with that, but that would be I would. That's four things. Texas says, with Dorian Jones leaving, where's the the gif of him dancing in the bird mask next to your boy, uh, winning the dance battle during the bowl game festivities? I uh, don't understand half the words you just said. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not sure either. <laughs> Texas, says, if you had to guess, how often do you think Kenny hears from Josh multiple times a day, a few times a week? I've got no idea. I would like to think. Josh doesn't micromanage him. I mean, micro an AD micromanaging with a coach. You know what you get? What you get, you get? What you get? Dino calling you a toad and FBI agents coming. That's what happens when an AD sticks his nose where it doesn't belong. I mean, if he checked in every day, what would he even say? Like, hey man, still bad. Still need to get a little bit better. Like, wait, what do you? What do you? What do you do? Feel like we got a win coming someday? Hey, uh, getting any closer to like getting this thing going? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> So I watched the game on Saturday. Not great again. <laughs> Let me know if there's any way I can help. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't imagine. I love it. Yeah, what would be the daily conference? What'd you have to eat today, Coach? So still not good. See, we went back to the uh, the, the uh, good old jumpsuit after we switched up one time. <laughs> you notice that, by the way? We went back to the original. Went back to that, which I have that same coat. I'm like too embarrassed to wear it out these days. Like I felt like again. He listens to the show. I know he loves. Kenny, you hear me? I know you do. I'll give you better advice tomorrow when it comes to the, the Wednesday's game. Even though you apparently don't listen to when I tell you, you should, but you don't. You try. And one of the things was switching up the outfit, and he did. And now he's back to the original. Texas, I feel like the fans who want to talk about basketball are just wanting to come after KP. Going after KP is worthless because he's getting another year, no matter what. Talking about B ball is worthless at this point. Is I, there a situation where this team goes winless? I don't know. This is the question that keeps coming. I've I been know. asked this question. I mean, I walk the dog. I get asked this question. I go anywhere. I get asked this question. I get asked this question via email, Twitter messages, friends texting every single day. Is there a scenario where he gets fired after one year? Or is there a scenario 
where he just leaves if it gets so bad. I don't know. I've got no idea. But I, I tend to agree with the texter. He's going to get a second year, I would guess. And so all this this conversation is, you know, pe- people are set in their ways. One group says he's going to be fine. He just has terrible players, head cases, just, you know, overhaul the roster and we're going to be good. Other side says this guy clearly is in over his head. It doesn't matter if he gets better talent. He's not going to win at a high enough level. I think at the end, there's, what, what else can you say about this? I mean, two, two things real quick. One, if that's what you get asked regularly when you're out and about, compared to me, the most common question I get is, you know, you can't pee there. And that just, that can we, you please clean up your dog crap? We, we lead two completely different lives. Uh, the I don't other, think we needed that anecdote. <laughs> the, that. the other thing is that uh, the only way Kenny Payne is not the head basketball coach at University of Louisville next year is if Kenny Payne wants to not be here next year. I think that that's probably right. There's no – now, if we go 0-31 or whatever, and Kenny Payne's like, you know what, I just, just, I'm not dealing with it. He wants to walk away, you know, after pulling the thread, then – that's that is what it is. I don't think Josh. It's like people forget that I beat Shamanad in exhibition play. It's like, well, that's what's bringing him back. Yeah, and I got us an invite to the Maui tournament, which allowed us to just be embarrassed in three straight games. I was talking to Tyson Tate afterwards, and they were like talking about how much the Maui people hated that we were in the tournament. I was like, He's except like, for the teams we played, because yeah, well, like, the, like the tournament directors were like, we could have just had you know. Like we could have just had our Shamanad year. <laughs> I was like, well, that's well. For really the record, we brought enough. We brought at least fans that we, like. I'm sure we we brought way more fans than Shamanad would have brought. No, that's they would They live there. They they always. I, I'm, I stand by that statement. Have you ever watched a Shamanad game there? The place is crazy. It's only, <laughs> only like 2,200 people fit in that that gym. It's tiny. It's, it's still larger than Duke's, isn't it? No, it's not. How but big is Cameron? Cameron's, I think, around 5,000. I don't think it's that many, is it? I'm pretty sure it's 4,900. Okay, but it's Cameron's bigger than. Lahaina Civic Center is, is like a high school gym. Well, yeah, not well high school gym, not in Indiana because Indiana's got high school gyms that hold like five grand. Cameron Indoor is nine thousand three hundred. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, there are, there's at least three or four high school gyms in Indiana that's probably bigger than than Chaminade, so. Yeah, and that one in Arizona that they had that Netflix special seats like fifteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. All right, we're over the Silver limit Creek here. Like something like that. Too. Apologies to all the texts that we didn't get to today, uh, including all the ones about salad. We love you guys. Hey, I've got nothing to do for the next hour. I'll, I'll answer text. Okay, there you go. Respond to those. Monday Night Football tonight, real quickly, we've got uh, the Patriots on the road taking on the Cardinals, 6-6 six and six versus 4-8. and eight. Who you got? Uh, Patriots hosting who again? The Car- oh, Patriots no. on the road against yeah. Phoenix. Uh, I'm going uh, New England wins this. What's the spread? I don't have it. Okay. Um, then I don't. I won't give you a spread pick. Sorry. Probably better because I had a bad Sunday anyway on spread picks. So, But, yeah, New England gets the win. I will give you this little prop. Uh, Jacoby Myers is out. Devontae Parker has uh, at least four catches and maybe close to 100 yards tonight. Ooh, I like that. Uh, give me the Pats as well. It looks like uh, New England's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take the Pats to I'll win take the Pats cover. to cover. New- Arizona's just – that's a dumpster fire Could right be. now. Could be. Everybody enjoy your Monday nights. Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling is up next. That we'll is. Right I got back it done. Here. We'll see you guys right back here at 3 <laughs> o'clock tomorrow. You're not lying this time. <laughs> if you want to destroy my-